Dap-a-doo, dap-a-doo, two white guys in a wheelchair. Oh, we're live. Action. Oh, yeah. So, John, tell us. Uh, well, John, thanks for coming on. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a while, hey. It absolutely has. It's so, almost at ten years. I think next year it'll be ten years. Yeah, graduating twenty fourteen, and yep. oh yeah, twenty two. Yeah. Damn, math, big damn, damn. crazy. <laughs> been a while. Been yeah. a hot second. At least one or two hot seconds. Yeah, it's been a few. So, how did you? Um, first of all, because I think you you texted me when I put something up on Instagram, say, "Oh, you got a podcast going?" Yeah, I was curious. Like it looked like a really nice setup in the in. The, I think it was Instagram post, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. I wonder what you're doing that for, because yeah. prior I didn't know that you were getting into the podcast space at all, so yeah. I wanted to come by and check it out. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so when I asked you on, um, what were your, some of your initial thoughts? I think the first thing I was curious about is, like, what is the content of said podcast? Because podcasts are getting to the point where it's really, really, like, oversaturated these yep. days oh, like, for there's, sure. like there's a podcast for everything and you're like where are these two fucking idiots <laughs> doing now well, i have i have no recollection like i don't know what you guys have been doing for the past 10 years basically so it could have been anything yeah so i was curious to come check it out and uh here we are yeah. i guess that's kind of what it falls under too hey yeah everything and anything yeah, yeah. from calgary as long as it's related to calgary yeah yeah or and, less, yeah. and slash or Eric or I. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. we're not too limited to the Calgary. It's like, it's it, kind of like, like that's where Calgary, but. Okay. Branches out from there. Yeah. 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 Well, we check a few of the boxes here then. I think yeah. we're checking a few <laughs> of them. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, John, tell us um, a little bit about your past. My past. Dig so up that, that big stuff. A long and peppered <laughs> past. How deep do we want to get well, here? Well, let's, like, ho- let's, let's start from uh, CA maybe. Yeah, how, how we all know each other and. Man, CA, that was probably one of the biggest life-changing events in my life was being moved out of public school into CA, honestly. When did you go into... I started in grade four. Okay, okay, yeah, so we would have, we would... I would have been, I would have been there in grade three. Yeah, I think you guys were there prior. He came in grade five. Okay, so Eric, Eric was there prior, for sure. So, and then I kind of tagged along afterwards. I'm a vet. You're an old vet. Yeah. 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 Well, so are you, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, since grade four or five, um... Yeah, before there, I was in public school, and I had a really bad experience. What public school were you going to? I don't want to smash on their name. I'm about Fair to say enough. some unpleasant okay. things okay. about them. Fair <laughs> enough. It, was, it was an unpleasant experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I had undiagnosed ADD, basically, yeah. all through public school, and it got to the point where I was doing, like, unfinished work, and my teacher would put my work up on front of the board, separate my desk from everybody else, and put it up underneath the work. It's basically the equivalent of a dunce cap in public school and just be like, hey, don't be like this kid. And then once my mom was like, hey, this, this doesn't make sense that he's struggling so much. Like he's a bright kid. We went, got certified, got like mm. psych, psych eval and all that fun stuff. And they're like, ah, he's got really, really bad ADD. <laughs> and then the school is like, oh, we'll do whatever we can because they get extra money to help support people who struggle with any kind of impairment like that. Um, but at that point, my mom was like, okay, we're going to move you to a school that's focused on actually helping people who struggle with that. Have but, you... Have, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just cause, so they basically put your work up on display, going yeah, oh. unfinished work with like a big F on it. It's just like, don't be like this kid. Imagine doing to that someone now. <laughs> Imagine the. Yeah, I don't the, think it would fly. It would not. Yeah. 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 I'm just um, thinking of uh, 
the scene from Game of Thrones where she has to walk through the public square Shame. naked. Shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm Shame. glad they didn't make me go ding, naked ding, in the front of the ding, class. Ding. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that might have been a lawsuit or several. But, yeah, yeah. Evokes a similar feeling, though, right? It's like yeah. you're still, fe- it's like, oh, uh, it's, they're still it's shaming it's the scrutiny. kid, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, question, and a question for you as well, too. Like, at what point did your, um, like, how did your parents find, I don't know if you've ever asked, did your parents, ever, how did they find out about the school? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I really didn't get into it much. My sister and I are twins, and, like, we went to the same school, we're in the same classes, all that kind of stuff. I was very, very soft-spoken, like, not anything like I am today. But um, back then, my sister used to, like, speak up for me, and I think my sister ratted the teacher out for it oh. to my mom, because I, w- I wasn't going to talk about Good it. Good on her. Yeah, yeah, they were looking out for me then. Yeah. Not so much anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, speak, you can speak for yourself now. Yeah, I can, um, I can do my own. Yeah. I remember going there through Zoe Kehoe because um, Zoe is someone who we all know and mm-hmm. is one of my oldest friends. And she started going to Calgary Academy in like grade two or like grade one. And I was having trouble with reading because I was borderline dyslexic as a kid. And obviously I ended up growing out of it, but... Um, that's how my mom found out about the Calgary Academy was through Zoe's parents. Okay. Yeah. I think so my mom heard from Paul Archer's parents. Oh, they yeah. worked together in law. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that was the original introduction to be like, hey, my kid struggles with this. Oh, so does mine. How did you like Calgary Academy? I'm, I had a very good experience. I know it wasn't the same for everybody. Um, like I said, <laughs> the, the difference between where I was to where I got to um, is pretty huge. And like not being medicated – through most of that until like grade 11 12 was pretty wild because all the doctors were like this guy's got to be on like 60 milligrams of vivance to function at all and ca was like let's actually think about doing cognitive behavioral therapy first and then we'll then we'll talk about meds yeah like i i had a great experience at calgary academy i really did and you know what i get it for a lot of people it wasn't for them but for me, and in my formative years, I think it was a huge, huge boost. Yeah. How about yourself, Raiden? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think it, for me it's always tough because I don't think I knew anything else. Um, you did abandon us in grade 11 for about... <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Which, yeah. No, did, not did grilling you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think... Um, I, I think the the smaller class structure for for me I think it was it not only was it good for like I think like learning but I think it was also good for uh for for me like uh, like the social aspect I think the social aspect like you didn't like are you trying to say like the scale of public school is a lot yeah more yeah that's something I noticed so it's it's tough because I it was like your priorities are a little bit different from I think when you're in elementary or middle school to high school, like, like what's important to you kind of shifts. But I think that's something that I noticed, I think in high school more was um, like, and especially, I I think I struggled to make friends kind of it when I went to public school a little bit, because I wasn't used to kind of, uh, there was like, there was a lot, way more kids. And then as well, I, I found it as like, Oh, like, yeah, you kind of just go from class to class with people. Um, at CA, and then I, I kind of struggled where it's like, oh, you're in this class, you're separate, you're, you're kind of going all these other ways, and I, I don't know, I, I, and maybe my, my experience is unique, um, I don't know, I didn't really find, like, a group of people to kind of, like, fit in with, so. At, at 
at uh, Central. Central when I left. Yeah. Well, from what I hear, public school is quite clicky. Well, it has to be, yeah, right. I mean, like, because there's so many it. different yeah. groups of people, and you're not in the same kind of class structure like you're at at CA, where yeah, for you sure. are working with the same group of people from class to class to class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I always find it hard to judge because it's like each each person is has their own experience, right? So it's like yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a question for you. When was your when um when do you remember first meeting either Eric or I? Oh, that's because we quite I think a so yeah because we would have been we would have been all pretty young like kind of like grade, grade five grade six, five would roughly, all be because I think like grade four or five yeah. I was not talking to many people I was just yeah. like trying to get the lay of land and I understand I actually have a memory uh, about you and I'll throw it out here it's it's a good one it's pretty funny <laughs> uh, at the time I was furious but now i'm i've uh i've let go <laughs> i don't remember what i did <laughs> oh god it, it's pretty funny that's why we so, actually invited you I to see, hash yeah. This out. yeah uh so i can't remember what grade it mu- must have been like grade six or seven but it was a triathlon that we all did oh and there was, fuck i know there was swimming <laughs> yeah biking and running obviously yeah and i was in the swimming portion and I remember I was right behind you, and you were a good swimmer. I was I a com- competitive swimmer exactly. in high school. Yeah, and I was behind you, and I don't know what happened, but I ended up getting kicked in the face oh mid swim, and I was like, like borderline concussed, like <laughs> I was like choking, oh, and I was like, what just fucking happened? And then I see you, and you're just like blasting through everyone. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I didn't and even realize. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then I remember, and I was like. I just get kicked. I, I didn't know what happened at first. And then one of the teachers was like, just get out. Like, you don't know what's going on. Just get out. <laughs> you water. are concussed. You're, do yeah. not drown. And then Rob ended up catching up to like, he was the, the biker in ours. Mm-hmm. I don't know who our third was, who our runner was, but it was might have been you. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Yeah. been. yeah. You guys all seem pretty close knit throughout high school. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. were, uh, yeah. When well, when was this one? This was because cause that happened. I think, this would have been grade six or seven. Yeah, yeah. that was middle school. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. To bring <laughs> that back, good, good job. That was a sturdy yeah. kick. Yeah, uh, you could uh, gotcha. you could be in the UFC by now if you. Well, oh, I mean, I did Muay Thai for a little bit. But oh, did you really? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that. Okay, first, cool. apologies for not even knowing I kicked you in nope, the head. No, no worries. I was. I, I'm pretty sure I, I elbowed I Dylan I Gillespie remember. in the nose as well because oh, I was just God. like pulling through. Right, yeah. <laughs> Body is water, no matter what it was. It was well, just like move like, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were there to win. You were yeah. there to race. Yeah, yeah. it's the one yeah, thing yeah. I was good at. No prisoners. Yeah. Um. So that that was your first. That is one of my core memories of uh, yourself. Oh, I have a much more pleasant first memory that comes to mind when I think of you, and I think it was one of your birthday parties. Oh, at, okay, cool. Uh, at your parents' place, um, we had like the Norwegian waffles, yep. and um, I remember Zoe being there, and your brothers, and just kind of hanging out and having a casual. I don't know if it was like a Wednesday afternoon when we had the day the, off. The half days. The half days. Oh, yeah. those were great. Those were great. Um, or if it was a Saturday. But it was just like a nice nice place to hang out and your family was all really pleasant. That's kind of the main core memory I've got from. The waffles are a big one um, yeah. for, for anybody listening that doesn't know. My mom uh, at hashtag or at Toral's table does a specialty Norwegian waffle mix. They slap. And they got organic, and they got like a gluten free, and they got um, 
the regular one, and they're all super delicious and super healthy. Great family-friendly uh, food. And But, yeah, growing up, we always, you know, I remember in high school and junior high a lot, we'd come home during lunch and just start making waffles, <laughs> have, like, four irons out and just start, you know, pounding those things out. And, uh, yeah, they're good, and everyone liked them. That oh, was yeah. That was my favorite thing about them wasn't even how they tasted. It was just, like everyone wanted to be around when you were making these things and when you brought them to school and uh yeah the so power of waffles the power of people waffles. together people together yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah man, those waffles are so freaking good i'm gonna yeah. bring some in uh one of these next podcasts and we'll yeah. just yeah that's the yeah. whole podcast it's just gonna be us making waffles it'll be a waffle yeah. review we'll oh my god toppings. that'd be great underrated topping for waffles maple syrup and bacon Oh, no. you put so it together. That's not a bad. My mom does these waffinis. Waffinis? Yeah. So it's a waffle, egg, uh, bacon, and syrup. Mm. And it's yeah, really good. good. Yeah. Highly recommend. Not to go, because I know we all struggle with ADD or other things here. Like, correct. I want to loop it back around to my first memory of Raiden. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, do I'm you scared. remember Miss Merritt? I remember Miss Yeah. Hard to forget. Um, but I think. <laughs> Uh, I've got some funny stories there too, but um, I think I remember as an awesome teacher. No, they were also an awesome teacher. Yeah. Yes, uh, one of my favorites. Ring, <laughs> pull it together, man. Oh yeah. man! Um, but we were in wrestling class together. You know, oh, I forgot about when that. Uh, yeah. you had to fight for the ball in the middle. I remember you and Rob and uh, who else was it? I think it was mostly you guys. Like there was a few of us who were the, like kind of the bigger guys in the grade, just always going for it and. You were one of the faster ones out of everybody else because you're just like Spider Man crawl through it. Um, Spider Monkey. Yeah. Out of the three people in this room, I've been kicked by you and elbowed in the face by this guy. <laughs> ba- basketball. Oh yeah. Your yeah, rebounds. I'm not his technique. You know, he pull down the rebound. Elbows instantly come out, <laughs> and then he just starts swinging. Yeah. <laughs> just to get free. I've but, I've elbowed so many people in the face. But hey, it's so like lost, it, I get scared. I'm like I, I'm I'm yeah. not going for that rebound of Raiden's yeah. right there. <laughs> I've ever elbowed you in the face. I'm sorry, yeah. but it was for it was for the team for the team for the goal. Yeah, um, and for the boys. Yeah. Um, uh, that's hilarious. I totally forgot about um because I think that was oh, that must have been grade six or grade seven. Yeah, it's all like early, that. early memory. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling I, would have been I like totally grade forgot about that. And because I, th- what I remember about that was so fun is uh, we'd have to like roll up, roll up or roll up, down, like sorry, roll out or roll up the mats kind oh, of before. Fuck, that took so long, and it was in that multi-purpose yeah. room always. And yeah. I remember I loved it, and it was like it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it being really fun. Um, I'm trying to think because. I have like lots of memories where it's like they're core memories, but they're, it, it, it's not um, like uh, it's not directly associated with you. It's like, you're kind of like, it's kind of like whenever I'm adjacent it, to it. Yeah. You're yeah. adjacent to it. And then I think, uh, I don't know if we really like super, super connected kind of like during that, that time yeah. period, I think we we're always kind of um, separate groups. Yeah. For separate sure. groups. And, yeah. uh, but I remember when I went out for drinks with our, friend nick and Mm -hmm. and you were there and i remember um really really jiving with you really like connecting and so i guess it was kind of like later on and uh i think we would have it's kind of like we share like yeah we yeah we shared this like i think like a 
kind of important like core experiences and and there was like a little like crossing of path and like touching a little bit yeah, but not yeah. like not not um i guess insane like not big big crossovers i don't think so yeah, yeah. we didn't really have that much shared in common in high school. I don't think we wouldn't have gotten along. I think it's yeah. just like we had different interests at the time, right? Well, yeah. you're a super friendly guy. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, you're a bit a little soft-spoken, maybe a little reserved, but like you've always been super friendly and like, yeah. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> There's times where I haven't been, but like, you know, you grow and you change and you learn from that stuff. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what have you been up to since – um since that time, we kind of we, we graduated, we graduated, we graduated yeah. from high school. Um, Eric goes and uh, <laughs> uh, goes to I think Mount Mount. Where, I went to Mount Royal. Yeah, Mount yeah. Royal at first uh, for a year. Raiden I, went out to Ontario. Yep, Ontario. Uh, yeah, I went to school out at uh, Queens. Oh, Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, and then uh, yeah, we. Uh, I had a bit of a hiccup down in Mexico. Yeah, Eric got in a nasty fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should see the other guy. Yeah, I don't want to see the other guy. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and I guess um, like so. I guess Ka- Eric's been in. Um, I've been home, Calgary, yeah. uh, doing uh, you know multiple different projects here and there. Yeah, and then I've I've been back for about two years now mm-hmm. here, and then uh, yeah. So we're take us take us yeah, through your journey. Where have you been since oh, then? Oh, I've been back and forth between a lot of different places. Um, right after high school, I took a gap year to try to figure out, okay, well, what, what do I really want to do? Because in high school, like upon graduating, I was like, I want to be an engineer so bad. Yeah. It was like, this aligns with everything. I want to get into biomedicine and work on prosthetics and things like that. That was the goal back then. Um, all because I watched a super inspirational TED Talk, which I highly recommend. Which, I, which one was that? It was, um, it was it was a biomechanics TED talk by a professor at MIT who has lost both of his legs. Oh, wow. And because he was a biomechanics professor, he loved to, to, to climb. So he went and he built himself new legs that can run, jump, and like get the feet swapped out to climb and oh, wow. all, all the super cool stuff. And then at the end of the cool. talk, they had a ballet dancer who lost their leg in the Boston bombings oh, snap. with a new leg that had programmed in ballet moves. And they were dancing around on that. It blew my mind as a kid. And I was just like, I want to do that. Before we continue down yeah. what you've been up to, are you familiar with Neuralink? I am familiar with it, yeah. What are your uh, general thoughts on that? Ooh. Do you mind breaking I'm, it down? I'm for? sure I'm sure we will get into like the AI, the Neuralink, the, the yeah. metaverse, because somebody's going to fucking say it yeah. at some Fair point. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that after because there's a lot okay. to get into. I'm Absolutely. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, continuing on the the path of my life since high school, um, I took a year. I backpacked through Australia with one of my buddies who was really nice. That would have been really it cool. It was super cool. Learned a lot about what it means to be more independent because it was like in high school, you're still kind of dependent on your parents. But oh, after sure. that, you're just like, okay, hey, this is what the real world's like. <laughs> this is what I can get into. Um, then I came back. I applied for uh, University of British Columbia in Okanagan Valley. Got accepted there into engineering. Um, no, we're we're skipping. Oh, there was more that happened in that gap year. I went and did some upgrading because I wanted to get into engineering. Okay. So I went, redid my math, redid my chemistry. Where'd you do that? Um, that's Just here, it's here closed, in town. It's here in town. Yeah, yeah, it was closed down. Um, it was that school on Crowfoot that is near Mount Royal, uh, Sir oh. Vincent something. Sh- I'm thinking of Chinook. I was thinking no. of Central Memorial. Oh, Chinook Learning. I think oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chinook no, that's Learning what it was. I don't, the yeah. school was different than the program. But. Chinook Learning's right on um, 
Is it on Crowchild and mm-hmm. Yeah, Crowchild. I said Crowfoot. That's yeah, Crowchild and like kind of by Glamour. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same place. So I did that yeah. for a year while I was working at UPS, loading trucks with packages oh, wow. and stuff. By the airport? Yeah, yeah, okay. by the airport. Met one of my really good buddies there, Brandon, who does like comic book art and does oh, podcasts and art and a bunch of cool stuff. Cool. Um never thought we'd be buddies, but like after grinding through that kind of work, I was like, Okay, yeah, I think we can be friends. Then after that, uh, went to UBC for two or three years, realized that engineering was not the right pick for me because, like, yes, the science, the tech, all that stuff super cool, but I hate math <laughs> to the point where it's, like, it's not worth it to do that for the rest of my life because what, really, yeah, what I really fell in love with at UBCO was 3D modeling and design and doing, like, CAD software and SolidWorks and figuring out how to take a drawing and turn it into a 3d object and and do the reverse right and that stuff was super cool really got into that and then left uh left ubco at uh, i think 2016 or 2017 and came back to calgary for a little bit and <laughs> broke my ankle before coming back there's it's really hard to sum up like yeah, your whole life because there's yeah. so many there's really a- important things that happened while I was at university. But if we're just going to talk about the school track, cool. we'll run that through and then we can go back if we sure. want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then I came back, took another year to, to work and save up some money and then went to SAIT for engineering, drafting and design because I thought that was just going to be 3D modeling, all the stuff that I loved from engineering. It was not. I learned about concrete and soil basics and like yeah. construction stuff and like a little bit of CAD, a little bit of the design stuff that I loved and I craved, but it but wasn't mostly the other stuff. Mostly the other stuff. So I dropped out of that program as well. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah. Ignore me. From there, um, I was really kind of stuck. I didn't know what I was going to do next because I had tried a bunch of different engineering things. There wasn't a set path forward for me. So I went back to work. Um, I did, I worked actually just next door at the Calgary shooting center as a range officer for oh, a year and a bit, which right. was, yeah, yeah, you yeah, mentioned it that. was fun, but there's a lot of sketchy <laughs> or scary stuff that happened. That I've, oh. I've just a little tangent on my end. Mm-hmm. I've never been more scared in my life than at a gun range. And that's fair. It's, you got to have respect and, and, for and, what and, your yeah, environment is. And that's to be like, I'm, I'm not a, not really a big, I'm not a gun person or anything like yeah. that, but it was, um, uh, it was down in the States and I went with my family. It was like, oh, yeah, let's go. And let's go down to my, the rain. My whole family, not gun people, okay? Yeah. Not gun people. We go and, um, you know, I don't, you have a sibling, you have siblings. You know, like when, you know, when your parent and your sibling aren't really getting along, uh, <laughs> yeah. you can tell. You're stuck in the middle of it. Yeah. So, okay, we're in this gun range and my dad is trying to, like, w- holding a handgun, like, like, because the range officer's there, he kind of, or like the guy, he's mm-hmm. telling us like what keeps an eye on you. Keeps like, an eye because we because they know like this is like a bunch of first timers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're basically like right behind you. I like yeah, yeah. most like, most of the yeah. time, like part of the rules is you should have a hand on a person who's never shot, exactly, in case they have an issue and you have to grab it. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's happening. That guy's there. My little brother, who I guess he must have been, uh, I don't know, fifteen or sixteen at the time, maybe even younger. Um, and we go, and he has a handgun shooting the handgun and then my dad is like talking to him is like no no you got to do it like this like this and then and i'm just sitting there and i'm like watching and then like he goes to grab like the gun oh. and i don't think that was supposed to happen at all mm-hmm. but i'm just sitting there and I, I i had to leave i'm just like 
I can't watch this. Like someone's gonna someone's get shot. Someone's losing a finger. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was thinking like someone's gonna get shot in the head, and I'm I gotta leave. Like I'm not. I don't want to see this. I yeah. don't want to be around this. I'm leaving. And that was the most stressed and in like fear that I had. Like scariest moment for you. One of the scarier yeah. moments in my life for sure. I was like, someone's <laughs> gonna get shot in the head. I don't want to see this. I'm leaving. What about uh? Are you do you do you go shooting ever? Yeah, or? yeah. I've got a membership there. My, and my like, brother, um, yeah, one of my brothers is big gun guy. Yeah, I I like to tinker and like for for me, firearms is like almost cathartic in a way that like the the process of cleaning and building things and putting together and like working with machined parts is really pleasant for me. And then going and like comparing that every time you go shooting and be like, okay, what improved when I made that small yeah. change or things like that. Like I like the target aspect and like. The, the mechanics of it a lot more than like, oh, gun go boom, very cool, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. That's also fun, but it's That's not. kind of my brother's take on it, too. Yeah. Like, he says it's super therapeutic. and yeah. just, like, takes a ton of his stress away. Just, mm-hmm. like you said, just, like, it's 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 the process that goes into yeah. taking care, reassembling, disassembling, and then using it. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've got video games to do the, the angry stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the gun range is like a place of meditation for me almost. And I'm happy to take you guys if you ever want to head over there. Um, oh, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. Yeah, just strap on a couple of assault rifles yeah. under the whip. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to figure out a way of we're sending Rick over to the Ukraine. Yeah? Yeah. He's, uh, he's going to be a tank type feature. Or, uh, tank type feature, or take, basically t- an like Iron a, Man. Yeah, tank mm. type build. Tank. Build. Okay, like fully build armored build. sides. Yeah, we're gonna get a track system. We'll okay, for like a like a. I've like seen those. Mesh, I've seen like a Kevlar mesh around me. Yeah, you yeah. if you've got like a, a mechanized moving platform, you wouldn't need Kevlar. You could just put on steel plates. Like, just you could yeah. just get a bulldozer, plop you in the middle of it, done. I watched a this is a little off topic, but I saw a documentary called I think it was called Tread, and it's about this guy who basically jimmy rigged his own tractor this is the killdozer into yeah. a weapon of like unimaginable proportion it was crazy what this guy did in his garage he basically retrofitted this this uh like i think it was a tractor with like 3 inch like steel yeah. plates and he had a 50 cal sniper in the mm-hmm. back in, inside and he had holes and he just terrorized this whole town yeah, I, I I saw that for sure. That's yeah. the thing about like those like heavy equipment stuff is it's like, man, it's like the the construction stuff. If you really want to do damage, is like it took another guy with a tractor to stop him. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like it's like yeah, the tanks or whatever. It's like no nah, man. It's like you want to be in a front end loader. Yeah, <laughs> yep. just pack it full of steel and you're good to go. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, guns can be very scary. Yeah. PSA for everybody it. listening: Always respect firearms. Yeah, yeah. Don't if you find yourself in an argument with your uh, a loved one while in a gun range, maybe put the gun down and, and go stuff. have that somewhere else. Yeah, there's yeah. better places to have that talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you were uh, yeah, I was uh, a flipping flipping back a bit. So you were yeah. a ranger there at at this at this one range officer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was there for just about a year and then. Got fired for being late. <laughs> and when was this? This was like 2017. Okay. So like just after coming back from uh, UBCO and then trying to figure out the SATE thing and SATE didn't work. So I started working, mm-hmm. making some money there. And I got an ad across my Instagram page completely out of random. Um, actually, 
might not now that I think about the algorithm that may have yeah. predicted that. Those bastards listen to you. Oh, absolutely. It's it's like predictive marketing. It's a whole software that you can get into. But um, I had just got an Oculus headset for Christmas that year. I'd never had an interest in VR prior. And I was like, man, this is so cool. I put it on and it literally that moment, that first interaction, I was like, this is going to change everything for at least for me i i thought the world at that point because of course you're young and idealistic about things and i got into playing a bunch of different games one game that lets you like fully embody yourself and have an avatar that moves with your hands and your legs and stuff like that so that game i got super involved with and it uh i had this moment because like going back halo was like my favorite game growing up great game. always has been the whole series has been Awesome. Halo 3 is like my first multiplayer experience I ever had. Okay, yeah. That was formative in my best yeah. friendships for so long. Because like me and Justin would crush it till like midnight yeah. um, before. But um, For me, it was MW2. Same here. MW2 yeah. was also high, was a, high tier yeah. back then. But Halo always had the story element that I really, really loved from it. And I'm a big sci-fi guy. So um, I was in this VR game and I could step into the suit of Master Chief. So I saw the helmet and I had the armor and everything. And I was like, all of my childhood dreams had been satisfied at that point. Um, And that really inspired me to really get into VR a lot more. And scrolling through, I don't know, a few months after that. And I get an ad for Vancouver Film School that says, brand new VR, AR design and development program um, looking for applicants. And I was like, damn, okay. Because I've got 3D modeling experience and like I would have been building avatars for this game. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to whip everything I have together and apply. I'm just going to shoot for the stars with it. And I waited for like a month or two, and they got back to me like, hey, out of like 400 applicants, we picked 14, and you're one of them. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah, I didn't didn't even comprehend that that had worked out the way. Because I had always wanted to do like VFS for acting because I was big into acting and drama in high school and stuff like that. But actually that's the first, uh, that's one the of first the, memory. The first memory is it was, I think you and there was a few other people. And I remember, I think I was leaving a practice at, um, cause usually sometimes our practices are sometimes for like sports in high mm-hmm. school or middle school. Um, it'd go kind of after class. And I remember leaving and I remember it was, oh, I can't remember it was you. It might have been actually Zoe. I bet I was, it was Zoe. Yeah, Zoe yeah. was in drama with me. And a lot. you guys yeah. were yeah. like filming some sort of zombie. Oh my god! Yes, movie type thing. <laughs> and I, I remember the clips from that. I remember thinking that's like two things. Okay, both are true. And <laughs> I don't mean to be mean with this, but it's like I remember. Oh, that's weird. But I'm also like, I kind of. I wish I had the confidence to do that. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I think I was at, at, at especially for like drama stuff. I think early on, and what I'm finding now is like. I'm liking that stuff more, right? Mm-hmm. Like in like these creative things, like this podcast, like these creative endeavors, yeah. I'm enjoying that more. I wish I was into drama as a younger guy. That would yeah. have been really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really, from a younger person's standpoint, it's really nerve-wracking to get into. Like I was For pushed sure. into it, and then I kind of just embraced it. I was like, okay, I'm here now. Let's try to make the best of it. Yeah. And I really started to enjoy it once I was a part of it. But How'd you get pushed in exactly? Um, like so family? Or? It not, not necessarily family, but like I had been friends with a lot of people who are in the drama program either grades above us or stuff like that and they're like dude you have to do it like you'd you'd really love it and I was just so nervous and like being the soft-spoken guy I was um, that was like the turning point actually now that I think about it like grade 10 going from soft-spoken John to like confident outgoing trying to do whatever they want John 
was drama and like finding kind of myself and allowing myself an outlet to be like, okay, I'm going to be, co- I'm going to act confident until I am confident. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that worked well, but initially like it's super scary to get into cause like there's stage fright. There's like going out of your comfort zone with characters and things like that. So yeah. but kind of, kind of the more you do it, the better you yeah, get Yeah. The at more it. you do it, the better yeah. you get it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shoot. Um, Sorry, before I, okay, before I, I interrupted you. Okay, you were yeah. going to, uh, oh, you got accepted into the program out in yeah. Va- Vancouver? Or yeah, Victoria? it's in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Vancouver proper, got accepted, had to delay the start date by a year because the person that I was seeing at that time struggled from disabilities and stuff like that, and that was kind of their support okay. at that yeah. time. Um, so that was tough. That was a rough relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Learned sure. a lot from it. Um, yeah. Won't get into, t- into yeah, it too much, okay. but uh, yeah. delayed that. Was really glad that I did at the end of the day because I was able to save up a bunch of money during that time to actually afford to live in Vancouver. Yeah. Because uh, 800 so, square feet. So, so what year would have this been? This would. This been... is like um, 2019. Okay. And then 2020 was the first year I actually went and lived in Vancouver. Okay, so right, right, right in the pandemic. Literally, yeah. I got downtown Vancouver. I'm like, man, I'm going to love living down here. There's so much stuff to do. It's Stay such inside. A, such a cool <laughs> city. And then like two weeks into my program it's like okay everybody's getting locked down i was like oh fuck i'm paying 2500 bucks for 800 square feet a month to sit inside i had a nice view but (laughs) that's about it yeah yeah i did all my work in a closet 2500 bucks debatable yeah no it it wasn't but uh, i did all my work in a closet i moved the pc into a tiny little closet in there because that's all the space that i had yeah and were you living by yourself out yeah i was living out uh by myself there and um had a pretty good experience at school. I, I'd highly recommend it if people are interested in getting into any kind of arts or creative stuff. They're probably one of the most highly awarded schools in Canada. And like every major movie that you guys have seen lately that has CGI or animation probably has grads. Like Avatar had people oh, cool. working from VFS and uh, oh, like a lot of Disney movies and like I Frozen. Last, stuff of like that. Did, last of Us had a bunch of people. I got buddies here in Calgary who were doing PA stuff for Last of Us, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. PA yeah. meaning? A production assistant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was really sad that I couldn't get involved with The Last of Us here, but like I've been a- out of the local Calgary acting scene for the past like six years because I was back and forth between VC and here. Do so. you know anyone that got to work on it? Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Sam Coyles um, was with PA on The Last oh, of Us and uh, he... Shout out, shout out Sam. Big shout out to Sam. Yep. My man. Little British fellow. Um... I don't know any of the actors, but I'm sure, like, if I go through my yeah. list of, um, like, network connections and stuff here in Calgary, I'd probably find somebody. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a really big production. I'm glad that more of that's coming to Calgary. Cause cool. Yeah, it's super. Uh, like, I love, I'm a big, I self-proclaim, like, TV and film buff. But, mm. I mean. You'd love it, my friend Brandon. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to network you guys after this. Okay, uh, deal. Yeah. Because, uh. I don't know. It just seems like, well, A, things are super affordable here compared to, you know, shooting down down south. And we have a very powerful and dynamic landscape. And there's a lot you can do here in Alberta. Like, they're shooting the new season of Fargo mm-hmm. here right now with John Hamm. And, yeah, it, it's cool to see. And they did Prey here as well. That yes, Predator movie, Prey was so Which good. was badass. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I'm I'm just really grateful, and you know, I think it's super cool that they're bringing all these projects here. Yeah, I gotta check out Prey. I don't think I I saw that one. I loved I love like Predator, Alien, it, Predator and oh, yeah. Alien. I love yeah. that 
what do they call it? IP? Yeah. 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 My my dad said that uh uh the scariest movie he had ever seen in theaters up until that point was Alien. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the first like sci-fi horror movies to really like it was more visceral than a lot of the other ones exactly. that came out at that time. And it was just like in your face about like, oh, this is terrifying and gory and stuff. Yeah. This is Prey that we're talking no, about? This or is Alien. Alien. Yeah. Okay. But, but Prey, if we're going to cycle back to Prey, my high praise for it is like they recorded two versions of it, right? So they've got the English translation version, but they also have like, it's one of the first major films that has First Nations language yeah. as as a viewing language in it, which is fucking awesome. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. They did a lot for... Um, I wonder what the language is, like what it's called. Uh, is it like, I, I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, I don't want to get it wrong right, either. Right. It's, it's local enough. to yeah. Alberta. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know that much. That's that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, really good movie, though. All right. I'll, I'll put that on my watch list. They also yeah. did, uh, my friend, uh, um, a good, a really close family friend of ours, she was in a TV show called Under the Banner of, of Heaven with Andrew Garfield, Daisy Edgar Jones. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's based off of um, a book by John Krakauer about this uh, pretty um, uh, traditional Mormon family that was living in Utah, and I won't go, won't spoil too much, but there's a murder inside this community, mm. and this Mormon cop played by Andrew Garfield, he has to you know investigate and and find out who did this in this huge Mormon community, and yeah, kind of you know, you can imagine really the difficulties good, that come with that. Really good show. It's on Disney. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a show or is it a, it's a TV movie? show? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and my friend, she uh, has like it's not a huge role, but like you see her like a good amount in the show, and it's like, oh, hey, hey. I know you. Hey, That's sick. Yeah. yeah, they filmed Hell on Wheels out here too. I had my yep. my neighbors were on that. There was like the old fat bartender. Nice. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, and like I'm still involved in like local film and and stuff like that, and yeah. branching out, um, like. Brandon, the guy that I was telling you about before, him and I opened up a production studio during she the time. Really? Yeah, it was awful. We didn't really make, we made one film, one short film that we released to YouTube. Um, I think we had a budget of $800 that we all, that we all pitched in, but we were nice. we had a connection in the community from Vancouver Film School who lent us $30,000 in their film equipment ah, to, nice. to film it. So that was that the helped. kicker. That's a hookup. Yeah, yeah right the, there. Shout right. out to the business we're in. Check that out on YouTube if you um, like assassin movies. Have oh, you yeah. worked with uh, Ben Dawson at all? I haven't. I've wanted to. I reached out to him when I was in Vancouver but didn't really get much communication back and forth because yeah. they're super busy. Yeah. Um, That's right here. Yeah. And then recently I worked on another – film called Elon's Revenge, uh, which is coming. It's, it's all local indie film stuff here in Calgary. And uh, I played, like, just a background character, and, like, they used my Mustang in the in the yeah. video for it. That's and it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of up-and-coming local filmmakers, I would think. You, would you ever want to get back into, like, acting? I'm currently still in it, yeah. As a full-time thing? Not as a full-time thing. I don't have... Well, first, it doesn't pay well enough as a as an indie actor. Yeah, fair. And like, I don't want to make the physical body changes to be like a a top model kind of actor. But um, I could, I could see myself getting into it if there were more roles that I were interested in. But right now, it's like there's a lot of generic stuff and yeah. someone, stuff. Someone needs to make a movie about um, uh, a guy who's coming out of. Um, uh, the Vancouver art. What's the the program? VFS. The VFS. It's a, it's a movie about a guy who's just coming out of VFS and 
making his way in the oh, in my the biography. Okay, yeah, I see. <laughs> You'd be perfect for yeah. that role. Oh, it would be. It would be just. I have the role for you. <laughs> I think they should recast me. The, the people have often said that I look like a Canadian budget Chris Pratt from certain <laughs> angles. Um, so <laughs> at least when I was working in in Garda and like other security jobs, when I was really fit at that point, but I uh, can see it. I yeah, see it. it's funny. I don't think I've got the same energy though. <laughs> the uh, the the are you familiar at all with um, like. Kino Sum, it's a production. They're a production Kino. company. I'm I'm just a fanboy. Mm. They did. Um, let me. It's like the name of the movie. I, I'm gonna screw it up. That's why I'm trying to find it. It's uh, it's like what what occurs before, during, and after a high school basketball game in Calgary. Okay. And it's uh, it, it has the um the actor's name who's in Kim's Convenience. Um, at least I think that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might maybe I be might be wrong, but uh, I haven't heard of it. No. Well, okay, it, it, a little indie film also shot in Calgary. Yeah. Can I ask you? Yeah. What are some of your favorite like uh, IP like just movies and TV shows? Oh man, um, I think my get favorite. A, vibe, a sense for what you're into. Yeah, definitely lots of sci-fi, lots of thrillers, lots yep. of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Altered Carbon was probably one of my favorites recently. Best pilot episodes I've seen in a yeah. long time. Yeah. And then, um, what have I been watching a lot? I don't do a lot of TV and movies. Yeah, like no, that's as, as a fan of them, yeah. yes. But I do so much more in, in gaming and doing my own production of things that yeah, I don't have fair. time to watch other people's stuff. Like, I haven't oh, even I caught it. up on The Last of Us yet. Oh, really? I've been waiting until all of the episodes came out, so I only have to buy one month, and then I can watch it all at that one point. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely... Cyberpunk Edge Runners was really awesome. Arcane, yep. lots of animated things that, that have been my brother out. loved both of those yeah. like a lot. Lots of the animated stuff coming out on Netflix right now is have you awesome. Seen Castlevania, I have seen Castlevania. That's another one. We could just keep blasting off awesome yeah. animation stuff right lately. I, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, what else? I've been rewatching The Walking Dead. Yeah, um, but like after a certain season, I just kind of after like, the uh, after the whole Negan baseball bat. Yeah, it kind of went could, downhill. I, I just couldn't watch it after that. I was just like, you know what? It, it was, I think, I get what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. but I think it was too much for cable, frankly. Yeah. And that put a ton of people off. Um, but I don't know. I liked it. It, mm-hmm. it was one of the best shows for a while when yeah. it started. There was a lot of craze around that yep. when it first started up. Love, Death, and Robots is another one That's on Netflix. That is absolutely show. awesome. Crazy show. Yeah. Um, Every episode Black Mirror. is different. Yeah, Black Mirror is also yeah. so that wild. that that's that shows like a pretty good spread of the stuff that I'm into is like okay. kind of like sci-fi Do you horror like, uh, or as a movie. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, yeah. Blade Runner has always been a classic. Yep. Prefer the original with Harrison Ford though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like the sequel quite a bit. Yeah, but they're both yeah, they're both visually stunning. I yeah, just prefer Harrison great. Ford to yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot, lot of content out there. There's That's for sure. What about you? What's so of, much? What have you been? What have you seen or read or watched recently? Uh, you guys watch Vanderpump Rules? Can't say I have. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it's breaking the internet currently. What is it? It's a reality TV show. Uh, about that's why I haven't watched it. It's about uh, Lisa Vanderpump. She was one of the Real Housewives. Oh, I see. Have you seen? I don't. Uh, I don't watch this, but my my partner uh, 
my partner fills me in on what's going down. Mm, so. That's like love is like, blind for I was me. Just about to say, yeah, that. love is blind. <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy show. Yeah, it's gets. That's it gets the one where they get blindfolded, right? And then they have to hit the button. Is that what I'm thinking of? No. Love is blind. No, that's a different one. Love is blind is like they're in separate rooms, getting to know each other, ah. and they don't get to meet, and they have to like get married after they pick their person, and it's. Very okay. cursed. <laughs> the one I'm thinking of, it's like uh, they'd be sitting across from a table blindfolded, and then there's a button. And if you don't want to keep going on the date, you hit the button, and it'll yeah. just be like beep red. And sometimes it is fucking hilarious, <laughs> some of the reactions you get from people. I haven't seen that one. It is really funny. That's like, this one guy heard this girl talk. He's like, hey, oh, hey, how's it going? She's like, I'm good. How are you? And he was like, button. <laughs> immediately yeah it was really funny i feel like i've seen a vice version of that like the truth or drink games yeah. or yeah. The stuff like that yeah. yeah those ones are pretty funny yes. um, but to bring it back so um where did we leave off on your story um i had just gotten back to calgary yes um from vfs or no we didn't even get to that part i had just gone to vancouver for vfs vfs and COVID hit and then I was stuck there for three years, not stuck, but I I got my there. I got my degree while I was there and had to move around a lot because rent was expensive and then like opportunities for work there after VFS like trying to get into the gaming industry and the VR industry was really rough for the first two years. I was super lucky. One of the guys I graduated with gave me basically a handout. He's like, you know what? I recommend this guy for the position because like we went through the class together and he was awesome and would make a really good project manager for this and um, he'll help you do unity development and stuff like that for the game. So he, uh, he passed me that job cause he, w- he was from Venezuela and wanted to go back to work there. He was like, I don't need a job in Canada. You take this one. So okay. shout out to Caleb for giving me my first industry shout job. Out, shout out Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And how, how, how was that experience? That, um, it was, you're not still there. Now, no, right? I, okay. yeah. that was my, that was my first job in the industry, but I've moved on prior uh, or past that. It was an interesting experience. Because it was a are startup. You allowed, are you allowed to say? I, what I it can was? talk about yeah. this one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this this was um, for like a VR version of a tabletop RPG, kind of like D and D or stuff like that. It's all done in VR. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a really cool concept. Really enjoyed it. Was a really big fan of how it had initially been pitched. Um, but as I was working there, since it's kind of the startup culture, like my first interview, I went to an empty office space with four chairs and a table, and I thought I was going to be mugged. Because like I walked in there, there's these two big guys at a table. It's like, uh, you're going to steal my laptop? Like, I don't want to give you my laptop, man. Uh, but no, the guys, uh, the, the CEOs I was meeting with at the time had basically, they'd come from Brazil, wanted to start up a company here, and were super big into game dev and techno music and all this other st- stuff. So they had this multi-flex space that served as like a DJ school as well as a VR development studio. Oh, yeah. It kind of looked like this, but like budgeted down quite a lot in this building. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Worked with them um, initially as one of their developers and then uh, was promoted to their lead dev to help like organize other people who were being brought on into the team. And at that point, since COVID was still a thing, we were all working remotely. So we had this technical office space in um, Port Moody, which is awesome. It's so beautiful out there. Yeah. Um, but we were all working from home and I had to move to Surrey and this area of Surrey called Wally, which is super, super run down. And like Ugh. the apartment I was in had roaches and I didn't know until I had already signed the contract. Oh, no. So I was stuck there living with one of my coworkers for a year. And then that was roaches. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you just go to war with them? I, I 
was able to keep them out of my bedroom, but like the kitchen was yeah, common oh, areas, free game. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had traps. I called people in to deal with it, but the issue was the building was infested. It wasn't just the apartment. How, how can they let that slide? I, I don't know. Apparently it had been happening for like three years when I, I wrote a big public service announcement. Uh-huh. I was like, Hey guys, I'm calling this in. If you guys want to get in and like get a part of um, getting rid of the roaches here, um, sign this and we'll all get like a company to come in and do it. Community organizer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, and then somebody had wrote like in Sharpie on my posting. I was like, this has been happening for four years. Best of luck. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to get out of here. Jeez so. Louise. Ended up getting out of there, finding an awesome place in Langley that only ever struggled with power outages all the time. Langley's a nice area. Yeah, Langley was beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, and like while I was in VFS, I met my current partner and like my life partner, um, Michelle, who is awesome. Nice. Shout it, out Michelle. Yeah, shout oh. out Michelle. <laughs> uh, and uh, how did how did you guys meet? What was the? Oh, I'm a Tinder. I'm a Tinder meter. Oh, yeah. nice. I I don't have a lot of time to do bar stuff, but uh, bringing people yeah. together. It it has. It's worked pretty well for me in the past. Like. I know not everybody's like, oh, internet dating, but it works for some people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I met them, and, like, as soon as we met in person, it was, like, just instantly clicked and realized that we're basically the same copy of the same person, just different genders. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we can laugh at fart jokes and uh, and talk about games and get into that. So That's awesome. Yeah, I was happy awesome. for you, man. Yeah, That's cool it's, been, it's been going super awesome. And, uh, okay, so you guys um, – and are you guys, you guys are married? Not married. Oh, okay, no. okay, I'll reverse. No. Living retract, together, retract own a house that. together, own a dog together. We're basically oh, wow. married. It's just like. Not officially. We've, we're have we choosing to spend our money differently rather fair. than getting into a wedding right away. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, okay, so how, how long have you guys been together now? Just about three years, like ever since I went uh, to, yes, to Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been going good. I feel like, oh, man, you get three guys with like ADD in the same room and you can't stay on topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, right. we always loop around, but I want right. to make that's, sure I'm that's, answering that's, the right that's questions. That's the format of this thing. Yeah. Is that's what, that's why we want it so long. Got it. Yeah. Is because, flows. because it flows. Well, conversations, exactly. they just go in different directions sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard to and sometimes it, it's fun to explore the tangent and then, yeah, and then once you kind of reach the natural end of the tangent, you just... Yeah, Bring part of part yeah. of my current job is to cut tangents off, so I yeah. apologize if some of that leaks into. Oh, this. nice! No, no That's why you're keeping us on track I'm here. Trying, we yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Is it okay if we uh, <laughs> take a pause? Yeah, and we're back. And we're back. Um, okay, we were. So t- the project. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's go we'll the we'll go there. Okay. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, yeah, I think we we talked about most of like what has happened in my life up until this point, but like. Not the cool stuff. We haven't really gotten to the super cool stuff yet. We love the cool stuff. Yeah, cutting out a little bit here. That's what we we're here for. Um, yeah. So, in the interest of acting and all that kind of stuff, um, I have been working probably for the past two years in a virtual reality show that has been um, completely recorded, edited, done in VR. We've got about two hundred different actors all in a virtual space at the same time. Um, playing in like a cyberpunk world. And I'm working with some other big name actors that you may not have heard of by name, but you will definitely recognize if I tell you what they acted in. I'll circle back to that because I, I like to leave a little bit of a teaser. But um, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Exactly. Um, so the project is called Neon Divide. It was previously called Callus Row. Um, and it's a show that has been airing on Twitch and streamed by like probably at least 50 different people. So you have different perspectives from every character in the role play at the same time. 
and it's all centered around this city on a desolate planet where you've got different le- like levels of society. So like you've got the wasteland, which is like your Mad Max kind of people, and like you've got the undercity, which is like your magic under the ground kind of mushroom dwelling kind of stuff, and then <clears throat> you've got the row, which is like the streets of a mega city. So like your your gangsters and um, your punks and and other riffraff and then uh, a level above that is the upper city so like the corpo the corpo people and like the mercenaries and all this kind of stuff so you've got all these different layers of things going on yeah. and the big surrounding idea of all of it is like conflict like all the divide between all these different people and all the different stories that are going on so <laughs> the thing that makes it stand out i think a lot compared to like traditional shows where you've got a script you've got everything everything is improvised you get a character that you set up, you get it approved by the DM team, and everything that goes through the, the timeline of the show is improvised between char- like players playing their characters. So it's like role play almost. It, kind it, of it, thing. it is absolutely yeah. role play, but it's got like a continuous timeline huh. and set up, and like you have DMs floating around invisible that are helping guide the story and like make roles for people in the same way as like a D&D game. Yeah. It's all done in VR. And it's probably been one of the most thing, fun things I've worked on in my life up until this point. That's cool. That yeah, sounds crazy. Yeah. So, sorry, what's it called again? It's called Neon Divide. Neon uh, Divide. Yes. And when when are people and when slash how do people view it? Uh, okay. Um, so it's on YouTube on most like of the personal like everybody who streams it also like records it and posts um, a backlog of backlog of videos. But the best place to find it is like actually the Neon Divide Twitter. Um, which is just at Neon Divide, or um, we've got a Discord, we've got a Twitch team um, to go view. Um, so any of those is a good option. Okay, and we'll 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 link that down in yeah, the description we'll for anyone. Get all who's that sorted there. Um, so yeah, I play a character on it, um, or at least the first season that I was involved in, I play a character named Artyom, who is like this cybernetically augmented, um, like Eastern European mercenary guy who has no recollection of where he's from. And has been, like, modified to the point where he's, like, my body is not my own body anymore. And one of the story points that goes on in the show is the divide between synthetics and, like, regular people. So people who have augmentations or people who are fully robotic or AI and stuff like that. People who don't. Yeah, and the people who don't. And it's uh, kind of a really tough point for him to work through because he's struggling with these, um, like, cybernetic limbs and implants and stuff that control his movements or his brain and he didn't ask for them like he was basically he went under and then he had all this stuff done to him and he woke up he's like what the fuck this is not my body yeah um so that's been a really fun character to play wow yeah and then uh so i work so, as so sorry just to yeah. cut in there so um for each person like because mm-hmm. there's multiple viewpoints how yeah. how long of a story like how much of an investment in the story got it yeah like as a yeah. watcher how so long do we how we structure the show is we'll do seasons, right? So every Friday we'll stream for about four hours straight of like the show or what happened in that day of the episode. Um, But overall, we'll probably do like three or four months of every Friday recording four hours. Mm -hmm. And then all of that gets packaged up as that was that season. Okay. So we're right now in between seasons, there's also like a three or four months break. And that's where we work on building the new maps, building any new characters or storylines. And that's where I got involved this season, not just playing my character, but being a DM and working as part of the staff of the project yeah. as well. Hence the promotion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out, sorry, one more time. 
Shout out to Neon Divide. Neon, Neon Divide. Divide. Shout out yeah. Neon Divide. I just pulled it up on Twitter here and uh looks super cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So the big the big reveal, the name actor, the old name bomb, apologies, chair. Um, but uh do you guys know Carl from The Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I work with him on the project as well. He's like the the CEO of the corp that I work with. Okay. Um because yeah. I'm a corporate player and uh, it's been awesome being able to work with them and they're super fucking oh, funny. Oh, in the role play yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So he yeah. he hops into VR and is one of these characters as well okay. and is part of the staff team that we all work together and we're writing the story for season 4 right now together, which is That's, really fun. So yeah. per season, what does a runtime look like? Holy shit. Well, whatever 4 hours times however many months it's up for like my i think it's like 40 or 50 hours of footage that i'm going through right now to like cut artium's story into like a two or three hour segment that you watch because that you can watch a lot of a lot of the actual stream is waiting for the dm to come around and approve something that's happened or moving from place to place and you don't need that in like a a film or a show like you don't show every character walking from every destination or driving from every destination you don't need that in the story yeah um but you you have to live it right as yeah. these characters. That's that's part of it. Is you are fully immersed in this story that's and living cool. through all of it. So how did you find out about this project? How did you um, yeah like who who's, how'd you get into this? how'd you get into this slash like yeah. whose whose idea was this? That seems like kind of well one it seems like a logistical nightmare. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so how how does uh I, yeah, how does that work? I got into it. Um, I've been playing a game called VR Chat, the one that I can kind of alluded to before for since I've started getting into VR. Okay. And that's the one where I could put out my master chief armor and like really get immersed into it. And there's so much you can do within it. Um, and they've got their own code generation and stuff that you can use to build these worlds and build these tools to film things or, cool. or have different systems and, and make games inside of a game effectively. Um, so I got into that through another role play community. I was a part of called Aegis, which is a much smaller no super famous people, but still a lot of people who come together, create characters, and basically run a D&D campaign in VR. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so they they had, there was one person named Oblivious who was associated with both projects, and they kind of put me on the path to, to Neon Divide and got me introduced to a few people, and I started off as a character in season three and had an awesome time meeting everybody there and acting that out. And it's uh, it's really surreal, like, not only like from an actor's standpoint, like it's easy to separate yourself from a character because you don't have that character's lived experience. But when you are improvising as that character for hours at a time Mm -hmm. or like dealing with the emotional actions that come from that or like getting shot, like my character died in season three spoilers. I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So, you, you feel the emotions of these characters in such a different way because you are living that experience rather than going off of a script, knowing what's already going to happen. It's yeah. like things are coming at you and you're seeing them in first person. It's like method acting. It is. It is effectively yeah. method acting. You write that character and then you live that character. And like, I've seen people who stream it who have broken down in tears because it has been so emotional or the impact of an event has, has really had an issue. Cause that is like, you're my friend in character, but you're also my friend out of character. And like, I know how much this means to you. Well, it sounds like, you know, the task that you're taking on, there's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with that character. I would imagine it's something that you have to, you know, bring, bring to life. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what most of the people, like if you look at a role player's characters, you will almost always find something that is like a piece of their actual trauma or a piece of their actual personality into that character. Like with me and Artyom, 
the thing that I realized I was struggling with is like trying to understand um, not having a direction or like being things being out of your own control and, and reacting to how that has happened. And like, it's, it's cathartic in the way it's like, I'm dealing with my trauma through the lens of somebody else's, um, which has been fun. And there's definitely a lot of other people in the RP who have gone through some fucking awful shit, but like having um, an outlet through the RP to um, what's, uh, what's the word for it? It's like exposure therapy, right? Yeah. It's like dealing with the trauma in, in a way that's not directly impacting you, but yeah. is associated enough that you can work through it. I could imagine that'd be a, like a, uh, like a super cathartic, super powerful experience. Mm-hmm. To yeah. A certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for example, um, like characters who die in the RP cause there's combat, there's all that kind of stuff. Knowing what it's like to witness your own funeral is really fucking surreal. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most memorable moments I've had is like going through that experience and being like, Oh man, this is how people thought or like, this is how I had impacted their lives. And like, wow, it's really weird being dead. <laughs> um, That's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. Like, just like kind of thinking through that right now. Like, yeah, because it's kind of like the chance to experience that. Mm-hmm. You live uh, another life, effectively. Yeah, it's right? like all, like a crazy, um, yeah, like a, a crazy experience. Like like out-of-body experience. Out of bo- yeah, almost mm-hmm. like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, it's... Yeah. um. It sounds super interesting, super cool. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, uh, how long have you been playing this game for? So, this is this is shot within within VR chat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been playing this game since 2017, I think, or like 2016, 2017. So, right, so pretty when, m- right when you got right, the yeah, right when I got an Oculus headset, right when it first came out. Okay. And um, it was a very different game back then. Like only in the past probably three or four years has it really evolved into what is capable of supporting such a huge role play or show or stuff. And like, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about VTubing. Uh, no, explain oh, it. No. Okay. The, so in the gaming community and like the Twitch community, especially it's been way more and more popular recently to have like a virtual avatar of yourself rather than streaming yourself to a camera like this. Okay. Yeah. So like you'll have people doing talk shows or you'll have people playing video games with their little animated avatar on the side. I'm even guilty of it. I have my little animated avatar when I do streams that are yeah. not in yeah. VR. Yeah. And that's what kind of what, what people see. Rather than yeah, people yourself. see this this artistic expression of what you want them to see rather than your physical face. And it's opened up a lot of accessibility for people who don't want to be publicly related to whatever their content is, yeah. which is really awesome. And like, unfortunately, the majority of it is all anime girls or like cat girls or stuff like that. But I mean, that's, that's what people want to see. It's man. a reflection yeah. of... The, the users, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what people want to see. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to break the mold and just be like, cool guy with silver hair, but no. <laughs> Even if you have some of the guy VTubers and you get into it, it's just like big shirtless demon boy telling people about their day. I was like, <laughs> this is getting really, like, edging the line between <laughs> smut and, like, actual streaming content. But yeah, the community is very fun and uh, very interesting. Yeah, I would imagine very creative. Very creative, yes. Yeah. Lots of strange and, and funky ideas that come out of that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the the how I know about it is through uh, the streamer Seymour, I think S Y M O R. Yeah, I might be saying that wrong. And he's done a couple interviews where he uh, he'll interview. He usually interviews someone, and then they just get really emotionally heavy. Like uh, some an example is like he'll um, talks about a veteran and their experience, like in war, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, talks about like people 
someone like going through like a traumatic experience and they talk about it and it seems really interesting because well it's entertaining to watch because it's these people it's not like people it's not like me and you face yeah, to face it's like, not oh, us looking at a camera yeah, it's, it's like it's like the ones that i see it's winnie the pooh asking anakin skywalker about <laughs> this like traumatic experience <laughs> so it's like it's like it's really heavy but it's like these two funny characters but this but it's also like the and the content's like really really so awesome like, it's like real it's real co- like yeah. real Are they, people at the end of the day right so okay so i don't know exactly what you're talking about like when you say Wendy the Pooh and Anakin, is he like, what was it like to have your uh, legs cut off on Mustafar? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's um, <laughs> it's like a... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's not role play. It's like this guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm like a, a, U, like a U.S. war vet. And oh, okay. this was what it was like. So the actual someone. person, but a fake, a different avatar than oh, the person. Okay. Yeah. I was so confused for a second there. I was like... Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, How does never Winnie, mind Winnie the Pooh have a conversation <laughs> with Anakin? <laughs> yeah, oh, bother. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of that, have you guys seen that uh, horror movie where it's like the Winnie the Pooh characters? I've seen commercials for I've it. I've only seen the trailers. Yeah, I've as only well seen too. trailers. I don't yeah. think like that. Cocaine Bear, a bunch of other things. Like not, not my preferred. You know what? Me and my brother watched Cocaine Bear, and it was uh it was like cult classic kind of good. Mm. Like it was pretty funny and. Stupid, outrageous, but it, like it was a fun movie. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a watch. I so want to. I want to see the Winnie the Pooh one first. Turns so. out, yeah. real life, she just like ran like a hundred feet and then like collapsed and died. The bear. Oh, yeah, that yeah. seems accurate for an overdose bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So you're telling us about Seymour. This. So they do interviews in VR chat with, like, funny avatars to offset the the depth of what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 And uh, and then I was watching one video just kind of in prep, like doing prep for this. And it was a kind of a guy's take on um, uh, VR chat, kind of uh, t- the state of the union of it. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about, there's like a bit of a rave scene. Within. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can, can you, uh, I can elaborate on, on that. that. Yeah. yeah. So there is Eric, Eric and I might want to get in. I would happily take you guys to a VR rave, but you have to be prepped for like 90% cat girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Ooh. just like, it, it doesn't nice. matter who you are. It's right in my VR wheelhouse. Chat. <laughs> there's there's a representation of you that has cat ears. Nice. Like even my character who does not like look like that. It's like a corpo, cybernetic metal arms, big mercenary looking guy. Somebody's put cat ears on it. It's just like <laughs> so. It's pre- it's prepare, we we just have to prepare ourselves for cat ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Okay. Um, yeah. So the VR rave scene started basically as soon as um, VR chat opened up, and like people were able to play music through their microphone or like over a, a YouTube stream into the world and. From that, it kind of evolved into actually having a club area where people can move around and talk. And similar to the like having an actual club, but you don't pay cover. Um, you know most of the people you're going to hang out with already, and like you're going to listen to whatever music you actually want to go listen to, which is sweet. And it's gotten a lot more popular with big streamers kind of getting involved with it, and like big DJs and stuff like that um, starting to open up and perform in VR or perform in different spaces like that. Um, like we have an event uh, in VR chat every year for New Year's, mm. which is we, we create a world that's specific for that year. And then we host um, like performers or people from the community or stuff like that up on a big stage and stream that to everybody. Um, and it's been really awesome. Uh, one of the things that I produced this year was actually this last New Year's and we had uh, a 24 hour entertainment network. So the community had all come together and recorded videos in VR chat, either for their communities or like short skits 
kind of like Adult Swim style late night yeah, TV. Okay. Yeah. So we had that, and uh, the sheer volume of furry content that came up was hilarious. Because like, <laughs> for a lot of people, the furry community is like, oh, what the hell? That's so weird. But they're really some of the nicest people that you meet. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it is the fucking fursuit stuff like that. Like yeah. it's people wanting to represent themselves in something that feels comfortable to them. Yeah, for at sure. the end of the day, yeah. and that's like a big thing when it comes to VR chat is like making self-expression accessible to people like no matter how you look or sound you can kind of choose and and curate that to what you want to present and that you find that it helps people feel a lot more open to talking about stuff that they've gone through or feel more open to creating content the way that they'd like right so it's uh it's really interesting to see how that all comes together it's almost like what we were talking about like acting or um uh or like the process of like you know like getting into drama or something mm-hmm. like that. It it provides like a setting, like a cut, like a safe setting for you yeah. to, you to know, experiment build that. with who you yeah. really are. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, sometimes that can get shut down um, early in life mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this is who I am. Nope. Or by the reality of yeah. of what surrounds yeah. us. Right? Yeah, like yeah. If it to me, it sounds like something that could be applied. From like a therapeutic standpoint too. I think it is. It yeah. is, absolutely. Well, the sheer volume of deep like but emotional talks that I've had with people in VR. For yeah. sure. I, I was kind of referencing like it could be a tool used in like the... Like, like a medical tool? Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that some people use similar platforms. I think it is. I mean, I've, I've read yeah. some stuff. I don't, I don't know about and, VR. And, you know, oh, go ahead. something yeah. hitting close to home is like I know someone who's close to me who's, you know, going through, you know, I... I you know, identity issues and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out who they are. And I, I think this could be something that would be a huge tool to, you know, and, 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 um, resource to so many people. It yeah. sounds super cool. It's, it's revolutionary in the way that the internet connected people from all over the world. This allows people from all over the world to be in the same room with people that share their ideals or share what they're interested in. And sometimes like if you're in the middle of nowhere town, USA, you're not going to be surrounded by people who are like into German EDM music and like cosplaying or, or stuff like that. It's just, you're not going to find that in your local area, but this creates a, a virtual space for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking, really it cool. is fucking rad. It's I want to get really, you guys into it. It's really wicked. Yeah. Cause you I can go to a rave, man. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I want to make a cat eared version of myself. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can help put that together. Furry I do, Rick. I do models. Furry Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a little tail on the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What? It, um, yeah. How? How is it with? Um, uh, I guess like people in wheelchairs. Is it? Is it easy to yeah. kind of? Yeah. How, how? What's the setup look like for that kind of thing? So, that's yeah. If we wanted awesome. to get, if we wanted yeah. to get into yeah. this rave scene, like how how, how to break it down it. for yeah, you? What's, yeah. What? What hardware? What? Like what? What is the setup? That's something look like that I've always had such a big. Like I'm, I'm so far from you know, tech being technically inclined with like technology, and like um, computers and stuff like that. But gaming is something I miss because yeah. like I used to play COD and and Halo and stuff on the Xbox. But I can play like Call of Duty Mobile. But mm-hmm. you know, it's not exactly the same. Yeah. You know? So I don't know the extent of like your hand control hand function and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But the big thing and the biggest barrier to entry to a lot of people for VR is having an input system like that. So recently we released an update that is all about accessibility. Oh, wow. So we're working on other methods of implementing tracking so you don't have to hold the controllers. Um, But traditionally, if you wanted to hop in VR, you you can get 
your base level like Quest headset. You don't need a crazy big PC to run this. You could run it on like your regular headset with some controllers, or if you don't want, maybe use the hand tracking that's built into the headset. Um, and it's mostly like motion controls. So like you've got some thumbsticks, your usual like video game controller buttons and thumbsticks. I'm not sure if that's something that you could work with. Uh, so uh, for everyone watching and you, I don't have a ton of hand function. Yeah. Um, wrists, no, but I can like, yeah, so. You can move your arms I got freely, I got yeah. good bicep movement, no, yeah. like a little bit of uh, tricep movement, mm-hmm. but not a ton of like hand dexterity or anything like so that. So in that case, like we do have plugins with our accessibility we've been working on that support alternative controller inputs. So you don't have to use. Like, like an Xbox. You controller. don't have to use a controller like that. Yeah. You don't have to use the tracked VR controllers. It's a system called OSC, which basically takes alternative devices or software stuff and puts that data into VR chat. So if you were to get like a PC that runs a very specific controller that is custom built for like your accessibility needs and just pipe that in through OSC, you can fully control everything in the game. Wow. Cause I know that some people make accessible controllers for people who don't have full hand mobility um, or alternatively, like you can get software on your computer that does, does voice to action. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that use, um, voice to text to do all of their stuff in VR chat right now because either they're immobile completely and they kind of just have the headset on and can talk but they can't move around. Yeah. So they use the voice to text input and like we have a huge deaf community as well, which is interesting because like with hand tracking you can do sign language in VR and because for so long we didn't have full hand tracking support, the sign language community in VR chat created their own version of sign language that w- that worked with the inputs that we showed which is really cool. And there's a whole documentary on H- HBO about it, which I highly recommend. It's What's called, it called? It's called We Met in Virtual Reality. It's okay. about it's about t- two people who um, have come from different backgrounds. One is like a VR dance instructor. He teaches salsa and stuff and full body tracking. It's awesome. And then one guy is just kind of, um, I think he's Canadian actually. And he, he meets and they it t- talks about their love story and all this kind of stuff like that. It's definitely not everybody's cup of tea to watch, but it does break into... Like the intricacies of like how real is a VR relationship or how real are these interactions? And they are. Yeah. It's it's basically just like the way that we are talking back and forth right now, except I'm a cat girl. And, yeah. I'm Winnie and, the Pooh. And you're Winnie the Pooh and you're yeah, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. It's like. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. And I would imagine that'd be a huge. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, outlet and release for a ton of people that aren't able to, you know, I don't know, for me, back in the day, it would just, you know, play a game of Call of Duty. Yeah. and But, you know, having that type of stuff accessible for people is huge. Yeah, and in addition to that, it's not just, like, the the inputs that we support and stuff like that. Like, for people who struggle with going outside or, like, yeah. actually having a social life and stuff like that or people who struggle with autism, like, artistic, our autistic and artistic community is so big on VR chat because it's an, it's an outlet that is safe and supportive and they don't have to worry about any kind of bias that comes from the real society right like you're just surrounded by the people that support you and that's not to say that vr chat has the perfect utopian society and community of course you're going to have trolls you're going to have the same stuff you run into on the internet it's just vr chat is pretty good about managing that stuff within communities yeah so like if i was to throw headsets on you guys right now you'd probably be met by a bunch of trolls and memers and stuff like that but we're working on cat girls a lot of cat girls um but we are working on 
Yeah. Motherfucker. So kind of much like a, a way about. to moderate it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on ways to make that a better experience for first timers. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and um, so, okay, two, just me thinking about this. I think what we, what we do from here is we have, we have this podcast, okay? Yep. Then we have a podcast where we shoot it in VR. Oh, I've done all, that before. All three of I us are, set it up for are, you. are in VR. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have another one and we debrief. Yeah. Oh, we, I'm happy to idea. do that. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I've got all the equipment we need. Um, I don't know if all three of us, well, yeah, technically, because you don't have to have a VR headset to join. You can okay. join on desktop. Oh, okay. Just like if yeah. you have a computer, you can run VR chat. Yeah. 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 We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it afterwards and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure, fi- some, we'll yeah, figure, we'll figure out something out. I think it could be really interesting. Um, but the, I wanted to loop back a bit because you said you've been kind of playing this game since 2019 or sorry, 2017. Yeah. Um, what are some, um, things that you've noticed have changed? Like how has the game developed? How has it evolved? Yeah. How has it evolved over oh, that year? Man. Well, years? the visual quality has evolved quite a lot. Cause like in the early days it was whatever you could get your hands on for models. And like, there wasn't a lot of people creating content and that's the big draw about VR chat, right? Is like. No matter who you are, you can take and upload your own content, represent yourself however you want, and like create your own worlds and spaces and games all within this platform. Um, so early days, it was all very bare bones. Like there was a few popular worlds and a few popular creators, but nowadays it's so much bigger than that. Like we've probably got over two million monthly active users now versus oh, wow. like maybe five hundred <laughs> in the very very early days. But um, yeah, it's grown quite a lot, and like the sheer level of detail that it goes into some of the worlds and avatars is like you could see it in a triple a game because the community has had so many years to evolve and create their new art style and experiment with things and the sheer like the big thing for me at least what i've worked on with avatars is i love doing animation mm-hmm. so i'll i'll have a 3d rigged model and then build in like guns and knives and all this fun other stuff and animations to to make it more dynamic um, one of the projects that I worked on personally was um, the Kopesh project, which is like a Halo homage. So I, I found some Halo armor that I really liked and like added Egyptian motifs to all of it. So it's got like a oh, a- ancient sick. Egyptian sword and like scarabs and onks all over it yeah. with like a black and gold theme. And uh, that was probably my favorite animation project. I even had an animation to pull the heart out of the chest and hold it up against a feather like Anubis. Oh. Um, That's fucking sick. Yeah, it's that fucking is. rad. But uh Yeah. That's cool. And it's that, just what like was that called? That was a uh, Kopesh. Kopesh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got vi- videos of it that I can show you later on, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. And like the thing that I really love about the community and have noticed more as it grows is how many people are, are teaching each other. So like it's communal tribal knowledge within. So like if you're in that, that game and in that community, you're helping other people learn blender or substance painter or unity or other animation tools and stuff like that. So no matter where you start, there's somebody who can teach you and help you get started. And then all of that snowballs into what the community is nowadays, where yeah. people are building whole games and whole experiences and horror maps or filming movies or stuff like that all within, within a virtual game. world. Yeah. yeah. So quite, uh, so what, what tools are available to people to cut? Like, so if I'm thinking, Oh, I'm kind of interested in this, like I want to yeah. kind of check this out. Um, where do you start? Yeah. Like, are you, you when you're building this stuff within mm-hmm. the game, are you building it? Like while you're playing the game, you, or it's all bu- prior. It's, it's so okay. There's a separate SDK that you use using Unity. So like you have to have a rough experience with computers and and software to kind of get into it. Yeah. Um, there's lots of YouTube videos and and like documentation that we've put out that help people get into the game. Um, but you also don't have to make your own thing. Like we have avatars and worlds for people just 
in the game already that you can choose from. And the community adds more and more to that every day. So like when I first started playing, I was like an Overwatch McCree model that was ripped from the game um, because I didn't know how to create anything. And then as I met like the Halo Spartan community and stuff like that and saw their awesome Halo avatars, I was like, I want to learn how to make that. So I talked to them, got their Discord and started learning all the software on my own. And that's kind of what catapulted my career, honestly. Like I started learning all these tools and then realized that I could make a living out of that. And that's when I applied to VFS with the portfolio of all these avatars I'd made and things like that. And they saw that and I was like, damn, you're ready to work in the VR industry, I guess. And I was like, cool. That's That's awesome. Yeah. So literally the game that I first fell in love with, with VR is now my career. Yeah. Right. So came full circle, full circle. It did. That's hella cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, And so what are, what are some things that you're, um, because uh, I, th- I remember from when we last kind of when we last spoke, you were saying that. So when you're kind of in a uh, when you're working on this, um, your uh, most of your meetings are in VR. Is yeah, that that's uh, that's part of the job, part of the perks of the job. OK, um, my meeting room with the company is probably the strangest one that anyone would have seen. It's like nowhere in the world do you see a stick of butter with legs and a cat girl and a Spartan and like 90 other different avatars of individual creation and furries all in the same room. Talking about Q3 projections. Talking about Q3 projections. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We're doing Q2 in just a week. Um, And it's every, every other Friday we have a meeting like that. And it's, it's so entertaining. And so many of the people who work there are hired from the community. So like it's the same awesome people who have been building the game from the inside all the way. So that's hella cool. Yeah, it it's super fun. It's the weirdest workplace I've ever been, but, but weird in the perfect way, like it, the way that I really It seems like it'd be conducive to like a positive environment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're, I don't want to get too much into company policies, sure, but yeah. they're very, very supportive of any kind of time off or sick days or like a mental health leave, all that Just kind of stuff. They got a comp, like, yeah. you know, accommodations to better there. Exactly. Um, they want to w- focus on a good work-life balance and like support everybody who works huge. there, which is which is huge. And being able to wo- work remotely, like I don't have to fly down to San Francisco to work there, is pretty sweet too. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get to go down there for, you know, this and that? Or we don't have a physical office. There's good there's point. no. It's all virtual. We don't need it. <laughs> Are there ever uh, like conferences or so? There's this big and that, yeah. like functions that you. You don't get to fly down for. Or? I was at TwitchCon last year. Oh, how was that? Oh, I love TwitchCon. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of the people that I do role play with or like stream with, and got a bunch of photos and partied with a bunch of people. It was a lot of fun. It's my first like gaming related convention I've ever been to, except like Calgary Expo here, yeah. which is very small in comparison to TwitchCon. Yeah. Where, um, where is is that in San Francisco? I was in San, San Diego, Diego last year, but this year yeah. it's going to be in Las Vegas, and I'm going to be down this year. So if you're at TwitchCon or you guys want to go, let me know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I met some of my coworkers there and like GDC is another big convention. Um, there's like basically every big either game developer conference or um, com- like community or anime or gaming or comic books, anything like that. Like some of us are there and we'll do a meetup, but um, any kind of like dedicated stuff is usually a retreat, like not going and talking business. It's like, hey, let's all hang out. Yeah. Like I think our European team met the other the other week just to sit down and have a dinner because yeah. They were all nearby. <laughs> it's a lot easier to drive across Europe than it is from Canada down to the States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You talk about business with all the 
random avatars in, yeah. in the well, in, in the real board, life in the board you, meeting. You yeah, aren't yeah. In real life, you don't have to. Some yeah. people, some yeah. people will cosplay. Like I dyed my hair silver for TwitchCon to match my avatar. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. I've got a question for you guys. Yeah. If you could be anything, I know this is a fucking deep question, but if you could look or sound like anything, what do you think you'd try first? In terms of like, um, like what you look like, what you sound like, oh, if, if you could embody that, that's easy. Um, same person, just not in a wheelchair. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I totally understand. But that. I, I, I get the question. I think it'd be really cool to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I was like four or five inches taller and yeah. just super lean, okay, like a pro hockey player or something like that, or like yeah. a pro. Honestly, if I could be anything. Like the question I always get is like, what if if you like a pro athlete, what would you, what would you want to be? And mm-hmm. I think the best answer is either like a quarter best quarterback in the NFL, yeah, or like um, or like I don't know, or a hockey player for me. Mm-hmm. VR chat, you can be Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a Tom Brady avatar oh, out I there. I bet there is. Yeah, for me. I don't know that why this is coming in my head, but I I want to be like a giraffe with like a really like big head and like long neck, but like a mm-hmm. tiny body. Yeah, I think like that's in what uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that okay. That's probably where <laughs> that's, that's coming from. Yeah, yeah. but that's I funny. I like I like doing I like I'd probably I'd probably try a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, because I like for me it's like I'm not like I don't know well, I like ra- could, I like so being random and weird. So that's if you could I be like. an animal, yeah. you'd want to be a giraffe. Well. Maybe, but I, today, right now, yeah. But yeah. I what feel about, like that would change. For me, that would like change. That's like the best part about VRChat. You can change every single minute if you want. What let's about go. you, John? If you had I to was be a an Spartan. animal. If I had to be an animal. Well, let's do both. If okay. you could be anything ever. Yeah. For, let's say, a uh, human form or animal. Both. Yeah, I'll do both ans- because like everybody's both. got their furry alt persona. Everybody's yep. got one. Um, I think for me, like my first experience, like the thing I've always wanted was to be like this huge seven foot, eight foot tall metal armored creature Spartan. Just, uh, it's like the peak of human performance. Master chief. Effectively. Not master yeah. chief himself, but like a, a Spartan, version. a better, a better master version. <laughs> yeah. A more, a more comedic version that yeah. has emotions. Master yeah. chief is also hilarious. John one, one, seven, John one, one, seven. So yeah. who are you? John one, one. Well, I don't go by John. I go oh, by okay. Bucky. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I'd be buck zero, one, two or zero, okay. zero, one, two by proper nomenclature. I'm also a halo nerd. So yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get that. And nice. if, be, uh, Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah. And for animal, for animal, I'm a big fan of sharks in Oof. general. I think they're machines. Well, they're more than just that. They're, they're I know they can be really nice, but um, a good seen, umbrella think, animal. They keep the ecosystem exactly. Um, I, and like nurse sharks are very playful and nice. Um, I just think sharks are very elegant creatures, and I feel like being an apex predator and being able to like just swim through whatever and be like I'm cool and casual. I don't have to worry about shit except maybe a killer whale. Yep. would be kind of neat. Um, and plus like, I don't know, I've got like four or five Ikea, like Blahaj sharks at home just to snuggle. I was like, I feel like they'd make a good pet too. It's just like a dog shark or something. (laughs) Um, I feel like it'd be a cool mode of transportation. Ride a shark. shark. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the boys. Yeah. Um, I think I'd want to be a gold eagle, like a bald eagle, just like be able to fly gold eagle for sure because you're, mm-hmm. you're getting up way higher yeah um can you fly in vr chat yeah i i actually run a um dog fighting group 
Oh, chat, so oh can you can hop in, fly like an F-15. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's nice, but crazy. Yeah. Oh, dogfight. No, okay, never not, mind. Not I, was, I thought the dog, same thing. Never mind. I, I was like. No, like plane to plane. Oh, Jesus Jesus. I was thinking I was we like, got like a Michael oh. Vick here. <laughs> <laughs> you can be anything. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys took that. So, that was the first so thing calmly I calmly for a moment. Like, just oh, like, God. oh, oh, you fight. Oh. He does about to <laughs> hit us up on speed. Dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that first. I was like. Oh, that's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Like, yeah, like, that's more fun. Yeah, yeah like pilot to pilot, yeah. shooting down and, and flying through. And yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. And, like, the sheer volume of systems that people have built into the game, like, yeah. you can control every aspect of this plane just so by using So is it, like, top choices. gun level, like, graphics sort of no, thing? No, the, that's the one thing. It's, like, with a game of this scale and a platform of this scale and oh, the community creating so much of the content, yeah. there isn't, like, a set style for everything. So, like... Okay. One time you can be in like an eight bit, like old school Mario looking world, and like an- another time you can have like ray traced. Well, maybe not ray traced, but like really good lighting, almost AAA graphics. F sixteen. Yeah, but like the world that I usually fly in is like maybe like two thousand fourteen. Like I'm trying to think of a relevant like Titanfall kind of level graphics. Okay, but not like Titanfall two graphics. So like, yeah. yeah. Like it's there, but it's not. It's, it's, it's there. Not the there. biggest thing is like to make that work in Unity is tough because there's so many different creators and so many different. You guys don't know the technical lingo about all of this, but for people who do, yeah. like the shader magic that occurs in this to make all of it happen is pretty detailed. And like, of course, we'd like to get to a point, but when you're su- trying to support 80 different people with 80 different styles and avatars and stuff in the same world, yeah, you don't want too much stuff com- conflicting and causing problems. So yeah. for for a developer, how how would that work? Um, if they wanted to build a new world, do they get? Do they? Yeah. Uh, is it kind of like infinite? Like they can make as many worlds as they can. Yeah. Kind of thing? So to build a world for the first time, you have to be playing for a certain amount of time. Like make some avatars, get used to the game, because we want to make sure that we're curating the right kind of content from people in the community. Like you don't want people joining for a day and being like, "I'm going to make a world about terrorism yeah. or something awful like that." And just like post right off the bat. Terrorist world coming yeah. to you soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not. <laughs> nah, nah, but, nah, nah, uh, nah, nah. Yeah. yeah. We want to we try to curate a good experience for everybody. And um, so what we do is like we'll hand out a package of the tools basically for the community to use with their own software. And then we provide what's called an SDK. So, so a software development kit to those people that will help upload directly from what they're working on into our game. Yeah. And then we host all of that content there and moderate it and all that kind of stuff so that we're not getting like racist avatars or things like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. people don't go too off the hook yeah, yeah. people yeah, yeah. will go off the hook but like within bounds yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. within what is reasonable yeah um uh okay so question how how does one and maybe i'm like like you said we're i don't know for the the quite the technical guys yeah. to be having this conversation but i am not <laughs> how, how, how does it um is there like a storage limit or something that happens? Like you have like What's people. What's the best setup or for? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. Sorry, I completely just entered. Oh, okay, well, I was we'll gonna, answer both. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna ask like, how does like the kind of the, how does the company like support that much creativity? I've, I would imagine that it's a difficult it, problem. It is very difficult. But I also want to go to the best setup. Yeah. yeah. So the software infrastructure, I can't get into like the ins and outs yeah, of all sure. of it, but yeah. um, basically a lot of server stuff. So like. We have dedicated places to store all of this stuff and, like, dedicated ways to make sure it's all managed properly. And um, I think there's certain limits on how many times you can upload, but it's pretty far out there. Like, 
probably over 10 or 20 different things minimum. Um, and most people don't create that much stuff unless you're doing like an avatar every other month. Most people will take what they have and then just update the version or like completely bring it down and start okay. fresh. But yeah, that's not, I'm not the best person to ask about that. I'm sure there's people who have made stupid amounts of stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's like building a whole universe on this platform. So this is fun. This will be fun yeah. because like, well, we're, we're talking about it now and we're uninitiated and then mm -hmm. we're, you're going to see us. I want to see at a the later post, podcast. The post when VR chat guys. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how, <laughs> how you're first. So I'm going to be a cat goes. girl for sure. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to be probably like a giant turtle. Ooh. Yeah. So why snapper turtle or like, uh, like, tortoise. like, uh, like a tortoise, a wise mm. tortoise, like the, the Kung you, Fu Panda one. Well, no, I was thinking, well, yeah. What was his name? Um, Master Uwe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's that meme? It's like, now I leave you. Yeah. I <laughs> leave like, you. Wait, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, I was going to say, did you guys ever watch an Avatar The Last Airbender? Yep. Yeah. Great. Uh, great cartoon. The, oh, they the movie it? or the cartoon? The cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 The, um, the turtle, the sea turtle. And he's like, has like a, he's like an island. Yeah. But he also kind of looks like a lion a little bit, maybe. I have not, not watched it in no, years. I, I, so. Nor have I, but I do remember the, like, flying buffalo thing. Oh, the buffalo thing. That'd be a cool Apu. One. Yeah. Apu. Yeah. 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 And then Momo, I think, is the little flying monkey creature. Oh, the yeah. monkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a great show. But if you wanted to get started, mm -hmm. where, like, ground, yeah. ground like, step ground one. Ground level, step one VR. Um, I'd actually say start on desktop. Yeah. Just so that you can get a, an idea of the space, what's available to you. And also you get, so we have to separate the experience into two different ones. So like there's the PC friendly one and then there's like the mobile Android one. So for mobile Android, like the graphics are less, um, you don't get access to all the crazy things that kind of happen on PC. So like really, really big textures, crazy avatars, animations, all that stuff. It just, the hardware can't support it on like a, a Quest headset. So we have to separate those. So that's kind of the first differentiator. But I don't want you guys to start off on Quest seeing like, yeah. oh, this is the bare bones of what you can use in VRChat. I want to blow your mind with like, okay, this is PC VRChat. This is with the power of everything that you'd ever be able to see in it. Yeah. And so you'd start that on desktop, start going around, getting used to it, make your account, get all set up, find an avatar, and then start chatting and talking to people. And then from there, if you're comfy with that or find a community or like you're hanging with me and my friends, we'll get you set up with a headset. So that's like your, your, you can get like an entry level Oculus one, or I think it's called Meta now that Facebook rebranded. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Damn you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer vo volume of times I've had to say that. Um, but uh, that would be kind of like your entry level, like 300, 400 bucks. If you just wanted to do VR, like you've tried the PC experience, but want to try VR for cheap, it's like you go for the mobile headset or you build a PC that supports vr and supports like high level gaming and stuff like that and then you get like a valve index headset so that's got finger tracking on the controllers and like you set up poles all around your room to track and stuff like that right you like kind of you have it in you have kind of it each corner in the corners kind of yeah thing, right? and then you have full so body yeah. tracking if you want to go the next level above that so like uh, i when i play i've got like all the four corners set up i got the valve index head headset set up i've got my custom headphones with it and yeah super long cords so i can roll around and jump and, and move around like that and then i've got trackers on my feet and trackers on my hips so i've got full oh wow full skeleton moving so because that's oh, kind of what you need damn. for acting in that's vr so right cool. yeah yeah if um so 
so, as someone who doesn't really know a ton about VR, I was into like first shooter games and like sport mm-hmm. sports games. It, what kind of stuff is available that lends itself to like stuff so like that? So much. So I was a competitive esports player for a little bit too. Oh shit! Um, you know, we, guys we know CS:GO. Oh that. yeah. So yeah. CS:GO has well, it's not an official port, but there's a guy who I think his name's Dave Vils who made basically Counter Strike in VR called Pavlov, and that's I ran the Canadian team for a year. Oh, wow. uh, for that we never made it i think we made it seventh worldwide but we didn't make it into the top three or whatever and it was so much fun because it's all the same mechanics except you're physically holding the gun reloading throwing grenades all that kind that of stuff is sick it is fun i'll show you guys some clips after um but it is a super fun game and i, yeah. I played that competitively for a, a year and a bit question i've seen this i've seen this at the you know the rec room um, yeah, I haven't been there since I left, but okay. So basically, the they only have a VR setup. Yeah, there? they have a VR kind of setup there. But what I saw was like for so like it was kind of like a shooter game, mm-hmm. and you they they have you in a the harness. Omni treadmill. Oh, yeah, you run on kind it. Of thing, yeah, kind of thing. Not the direction VR should head. Okay. if you ask me. Okay. Like, yeah, I think people want to be fully immersed and like have to use their whole body to move around. The way that they've set that up, I don't think is the most comfortable or long lasting. Like, people that I know who have used it, the shoes and the pads that you used to run it wear out in, like, two or three months. I hear it's not very sanitary either. That too, especially at, like, rec room where you have, like, 60 people running through it a night. It's not yeah. sanitary. Yeah. Question, question. And I, I got to ask this because I'm mm. a – I sweat. Your sweat? Yeah. Yep, I also I, sweat. Okay, so when you I, – I imagine this is – it's kind of a – it's a somatic experience when that means, like, it's a full – it's kind of a full-body thing, right? Yeah, even if you're standing still, like – you're still moving your arms a lot. You'll sweat. Yeah. And you'll probably be in like kind of like immersed in it for quite a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm okay. How do you, how do you, how do you take care of the stuff so that like, yeah. Like what? Cause I, I use like, you can get customized face plates for it. So what the part that touches your face, you can have a Velcro one that just peels off. You could wash it, throw a new one on. Okay. There's like leather ones, cloth ones, different things like that for your oh, headset. That's cool. Yeah, so basically you just make sure to wipe your stuff down when you're done or, like, okay. swap your faceplate. Yeah, I'm okay, notorious so it's like, going, for it's like, like going to the gym kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. like you change your clothes when you're done with it. Yeah. That's that's proper hygiene. Not everybody does it. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> notorious for, like, leaving it for a week because okay. I have yeah. to use it every day. Yeah, it's and almost then I'll like clean hockey it. equipment kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you clean it when it starts to stink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Clean it before it starts to yeah. stink. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, beyond that, for, like, getting into VR and stuff, I think – Definitely step one is like try it out on PC, get the experience. Yeah. If you really like VR and have the capital to get in, I'd suggest skipping like the mobile quest stuff. Just like start building a base level PC that can support the game and any other games that you want to play. Like I, I highly push for anybody. If you're going to choose to be spending like 800 bucks on a console or a PC, start building a PC, a PC. because that thing you can upgrade every other year yeah. and it will always keep growing with, with the content that's coming out with your console, you're limited to a certain lifespan that they've planned out, right? Yeah. And then and it then falls behind kind and of And it thing. falls behind, and then you have to buy the next one. Yeah. It's expensive to get into PCs, but in the long run, it's it's you more can use it for more than, than yeah, console You stuff. can use it for more than just gaming. There's yeah. so much yeah. stuff you can do with it. Well, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a workstation. Steve Jobs, exactly. Right? It's a bicycle for the mind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, okay, so uh, in terms of like cost for, I was just about to ask. Yeah, like what 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 do you think? Like what are the like what are the kind of like the the tiers? Yeah, what the is like list? like kind of like yeah, like what's the base kind of base model? Like you're for able PC? to run, yeah, yeah, and then maybe like what's a mid tier, what's a high tier? Kind you of could thing. probably get away spending like eight hundred bucks on an entry level PC that's got 
some of the newer hardware in it nowadays. It's pre-built. Like, you don't build any of the yeah. stuff yourself, and that could support the game. Like, VRChat is not heavily resource-intensive. The way that we've structured it, it has to run on VR and mobile VR. So, like, your Android phone is almost as powerful as a headset. Yeah. Um, so yeah. with the with the and then with the desktop one, you're basically you're just getting more graphics. Yeah, you get more graphics, you get more control, more options. Like you don't have full body tracking on on the mobile headset, but you can support that with like the lighthouses that control everything else. Yeah, the mid tier is like maybe, and of course, like I'm going for like my <laughs> my path with it. Like I'm sure people could do it for cheaper if you find parts on like Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, because everybody's always selling old PC rigs there with every next generation of graphics card or CPU that comes out. Yeah. So there's always stuff there to work off of. But um, yeah, my next, like my, my entry level build that I would suggest is like cap $1,400, build a PC with a nice graphics card, a decent CPU and like enough cooling to make sure all of it's running nice. And then buy a valve index headset with it. The valve index is going to be the expensive part. Okay. How, how much, it's how it's how much about a thousand bucks on its own okay. with the controllers and some of the tracking. Okay. So that's your that's your starter setup if you okay. really want to like get into it. If you're an enthusiast, then you go for like <laughs> corporate headsets that are like the XR Elite yeah. or the HP Reverb or it let's say G2s. you're just like born for VR. You try it once and you're just yeah. hooked. Yeah, like you. If you like, wanted like you. to get yeah. if you wanted to get the top of the line. Top of the line Lamborghini. Yeah. No, no, fuck that. Ferrari. You want to <laughs> get the Ferrari. The Koenigsegg. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck man, that's literally the sky's the limit there. Like if your budget is unlimited, like you could probably contact a custom VR headset manufacturer who does stuff for corporate installations and things that is like 8K resolution and stupid high specs cuz they exist, it's just not publicly available. Yeah. Cuz it's like for product demos and like automotive detailing in and creation and stuff like that. But you could get that, you could get full wireless tracking setup so you don't have any cords and a beefy pc rig that could run six games at once like you you could easily spend like 10 grand plus on the most immersive setup possible with like (laughs) speakers in your physical room that simulate vibrations based on where you are in the room or like a gaming rig that you sit in oh yeah i could imagine like yeah some guy just came out with a full body motion sim rig that basically looks like a spine that connects to your back wraps around your body and lifts you into the air like a robot arm and then moves you around and stuff based on what you're doing. So, like, they, ma- they made a flying that's game. That's crazy. It is fucking wild. But that's the kind of stuff that just gets kind of stupid expensive. Yeah, and after a uh, while. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not what you need to play VR because the software has, like, it tries to match where the hardware is. But right now, software is always lagging a little bit behind where hardware is. Okay. So, like, we have crazy level graphics. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen MetaHumans at all. So, like, Unreal, the same guys who do Fortnite. Mm. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Epic Games? Epic Games, yeah. Uh, so they have a, a software called Unreal Engine, which is used to build Fortnite and a bunch of other games, and it's, like, the one of the most graphically intense softwares that you can use. That has, almost like, near-human fidelity visuals. Like, I can see the pores on this person's face with MetaHuman. And it's fully face tracked. Like you, you, you wear an iPhone on your face, and it can track all your m- emotions and stuff. And you can yeah. do motion capture with it and stuff yeah, like crazy. that. Yeah, yeah, I'll get every minute detail. Yeah, just like the way your skin even deforms and stuff like that. It can old twitch when you're angry. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff can be tracked nowadays. But like that kind of stuff is being used in virtual production right now. So like the Mandalorian, all of their backgrounds were filmed on a giant screen, 
that was actually projected onto. So like they have projectors all around the room and they make a physical set here. And then there's a big curved screen behind. That's all the blurry stuff you see in the background. That's all rendered in unreal engine. I've heard that they're able to do that. Like on site. Yeah. No, that's, that's where they do it. They, they build a set in front of this big screen and then basically all of your backgrounds, all of the things going on that is not in focus is being done in unreal engine. And then as you move the camera, you have a tracker on it. Yeah. So they're using the tracking of the camera to move the background around the players. What I not saw the, players, the actors um, when they were filming the Mandalorian is that they were on location in some like, I, I, I don't know, I'll say Jordan, for example. Mm. And they had that screen like, yeah, in, like on location wherever. And then they were able to project stuff on. Yeah, it looks super cool what they yeah. were doing. It's like green screen, but way better because you don't have yeah. to do it in post. It's all physically right there for you. That's wild. Yeah. And I'm trying to build that in my basement right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I was talking to the guy out here who yeah. like, apparently the people who co-own this space do like theater setups and yeah. stuff like that. So one of the things that I really want to work on is trying to be, build a VR club space and bar in my basement. That would oh. be cool. That is blended. So I have on one side of the screen, all of my IRL friends drinking, having beers and a camera it streams into VR and then a projector on the other side that's stream that's projecting the VR space onto a transparent screen. Yeah. So it looks like everybody's in the same room. So I can have all of my friends in VR drinking and hanging out and all yeah. my real life friends drinking and hanging out in the that's same cool. room. Yeah. That's it's a dream. It's going to re- take a lot of work. I, rem- I remember you were talking about um, something. I, I don't know if it was that specifically la- last time I saw you and mm-hmm. you mentioned that there's like a, like part like you've been to like a party like a party where it's similar to that yeah. kind of thing where it's kind of like yeah like the screen that we have here it's the like portal setup is what it, what they're technically called yeah, yeah yeah so you have you have a window into what's going on in VR chat and two way voice and two way video yeah so but yours would be it would be immersive mine would be, mine would be immersive so like people could go around the screen and like the people IRL could take a photo yeah. and it looks like that person is in with everybody else. It's yeah. the same way that they faked like the Tupac hologram. Yeah. It's that yeah. same technology. I, I looked into it and how, how it's done. I was like, I could do that on a small scale. Yeah. It's just expensive. That'd be, that'd be wild. Cause that'd be, it'd be like if we were sitting here and then there was yeah, a fourth you could have person. A, you could have a screen basically right here yeah. on an angle projector coming up at it. Yeah. And then it would look like that person's here in the room with us. That's crazy. So what kind of, uh, yeah. So you, okay. So have you looked into like the, the, like the hologram yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. The pepper's ghost illusion is what it's called. I'm pretty sure okay. it's at least one, one of them where it's like you have the actual image below where people can see. So like in our case, it would be under the table and there's a projector going up and then you have an angled screen here. So, and then based on the way that the angles work out, it looks like somebody's standing straight up and then yeah. the angle that it's at gives it depth. And then the video that you have has to have depth in it as well to to add to the effect because if I'm looking at it from the side here, I'm not going to see it. It's yeah, it's it would be based like, on where the camera position is. Yeah, yeah. So like my camera position in real yeah. life would be all the people on one side of the screen. Like people aren't going to be able to walk into a wall and look at it from the side. They're only going to be able to look at it. Party at on. John's house, man. Eventually, that sounds yeah. Sick. Yeah. That sounds super crazy. That sounds wild, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, well, that's cool. Check I'm back in a few you. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. might I might even talk to there's a, a local VR game um like arcade uh in Sunridge Mall that I was talking to a little bit and I want to see if they'll go halvesies on me with like making a VR club, a mixed VR club IRL kind yeah. of deal. Because like you can make money off of the real people coming in and then yeah. you can 
maybe do a, vi- a virtual ticket for that. But I think yeah. the experience alone would be enough. And then you have headsets for people to hop on if they want to be on both sides of it. Because, yeah. like, that's the next big tech thing is, like, mixed reality. Not completely virtual and blocked off, but, like, overlays on top of everything you already see. The augmented yeah. reality glasses yeah. and stuff like that. They're both. Yeah. That's that's stuff that I really like working on. A lot of the dev work that I've done personally on personal projects is like, how do I track an object on the table and then make it disappear and put something new there? Mm-hmm. Or like, how do I track a firearm for for my own stuff and like put whatever optic I want on it? That yeah. was one of my favorite projects that I did. Uh, and actually, <laughs> uh, going back, when I was in VFS, I got invited to speak at the VRAR Global Summit, which is like a virtual event for people around the world doing technology. And... Um, can't get into all the NDAs of it, but basically I b- built this prototype and the Canadian government reached out to me, their Department of Innovation Ideas Defense, uh, the Ideas Program. They're like, hey, we want to we talk to you about this. I was like, it's not feasible. It's not going to work, but uh, it is a cool idea. Yeah, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was fun. I've done I've done some pretty cool stuff with VR. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, or AR. I was going to say this might be an interesting transition to talking to you about um, um, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, what's the, your What are your thoughts? The, the brain control everybody's worried about. Like, okay. To preface this, is this question based on like the how much is it mind control kind of conspiracy, or just like the actual technology itself? About both. Yeah. Both. Okay. Start with the actual technology. Yeah. So actual technology itself. Like I I don't know anybody who's used it. I like preface with this with like all I've done is read a little bit about it and like have my um, auxiliary experience with other um, BCIs or what they're called, brain controller interfaces. Um, Neuralink is not the most ethical one. Like they, they're testing on animals to make it work and, and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be designed for human brain control just to get that out of the way. I think it's important to understand how thought and brain and electricity and all that functions together. And I think it will enable a lot of accessibility for people who don't have full motion and that would be awesome in your case. I don't think it's yep. the right call right now. It's not. Because, one, the technology is not there yet. Two, people and society are not there yet. Like, we are so used to using a, a, a method of, like, an interface to connect with all of our technology. Having that built into people's brains, like, you're going cyberpunk level. You're going to have cyberpsychosis, people who are, like, got an email and think somebody's, like, it goes schizo at that point. And it's yeah. like, man, I'm hearing thoughts in my head, <laughs> depending on how it's how it's structured, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a transhumanist myself. I believe that the next logical evolution of people is to augment themselves in a way or integrate with technology. Um, but I think there's ethical ways to do that. And I don't think Neuralink is the best place to start. I think focusing on biomedicine and like prosthetics and integrating people with technology in a way that is supportive and not like Interesting. corporate, <laughs> I will okay. like a money grab. I think that's kind of what Neuralink is going for, though. They're trying, yeah. I just think like well, from what I've read, it's yeah, because it's 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 prime function right now. I'm pretty sure it's like mm-hmm. medical, um, yeah, applicability. But I don't know. It'd be cool, like. I, I'm obviously a little biased. Yeah. I I mean, hey, if it works for someone like me, that'd be mm-hmm. really cool. I'm more concerned about the people like down the line. Yeah. That'll hopefully it's accessible to a lot of people that end up, you know, in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not everyone is gonna be able to pay for a fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollar, you know, yeah piece of machinery that, you know, could change your you life. G- you guys ever see the uh the movie uh 
Repo Man. Yep, love that movie. Have yep. you seen that one? Have you? Yes. Oh, what's the one I'm thinking? Have you guys seen? Uh, fuck, I wish I knew the name of this movie. Hit, hit us with concept. I might be able to remember. It's it. uh, it's a guy breaks his breaks his neck and mm-hmm. or gets beaten up. His wife gets shot. This guy offers him a chip, mm-hmm. basically like Neuralink, but it's in the back of his spine, and it's uh AI and it talks to him mm-hmm. and it also controls his body. Yeah. And he goes on a rampage. Like, a, it is so Sounds cool. up my alley. I'd watch it. You would dig it. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I'll find it after. But Yeah. I think the big question that a lot of people don't look at is, like, immediately, like, what they're saying Neuralink is for is, like, of course, like, to get the funding that they need. Yeah. Medical is obviously the, the best choice because there's a lot of money to be made there. And in addition to that, it's, like, the easiest way for the public to accept something like that. Like if I want to get full conspiracy theory, it's like yeah. at the end of the day, it's always going to come back out, come out to like how much money can we make selling to the right kind of people? And like technology, phone, like interfaces are going to be pouring money into that to try to be like, okay, well, we want your Neuralink to support our software, or our integration, so yeah. that people can control it for for accessibility or for comfort. But really, at the end of the day, it's it's money. Um, Apple should team up with Elon. I don't know if that would fix the problem. I think you have. I think you make it work. I think you have the same the same issue because Apple is the kind of company that designs like products ah, to fail after yeah. a certain point. It's like imagine that happening in your head. Oh fuck! Right? Imagine here. Here's the best thing. Like I watched. I'll send the video to you guys, and maybe we'll link it in this. But there's um, an AR video talking about like the ethics and the concept of like what would a world look like that's fully integrated. Like you've got a contact contact lens in that is your vision for everything. Mm. What happens when you? unsubscribe and you are fully disconnected from that network rent based kind of or all of that and then in addition to that what happens if um (laughs) like you have to see ads everywhere or like you're not paying for premium it's like we're sitting here talking to each other and you get blocked out it's like oh wait for this ad before you can continue viewing like or uh, i block you that way you're all blurred there's that that one black mirror episode Yeah. Yeah. yeah People, people aren't ready for the next step in, in technology there. And the big thing that I think a lot of people are definitely, or at least most people who aren't in the tech industry, the level that AI is progressing right now will blow your fucking socks off. G- I can take... GPT-4, baby. That's, that's, that's what some people that's know peanuts. about. There's yeah. so much more than that. Oh, I believe this it. Is, this is what's publicly available. Um, I was able to use AI just last week with 10 seconds of my voice to recreate every possible version of anything I could say within like a level of accuracy. Like it sounds that like it's coming fucked. over like kind of a shitty phone call, but yeah. like if I put that over the phone to somebody, hundred percent, but somebody yeah, yeah, people are going to start getting ripped off. You, you guys, I mean, well, they've been doing deep fakes forever. Like yeah. I can put Raiden's face on yours and my voice on you and it would be convincing. Well, I keep seeing the Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Ben Shapiro. Those are so <laughs> Barack Obama, the gaming like chat mi- ones, Minecraft yeah. chat ones. Oh my, Sleepy Joe, man. The uh, I I say this th- like, and I think I've talked to you about this where it's like, man, the the velocity of weird shit that's that's gonna happen in the next couple of years is mm-hmm. I think gonna be crazy. Yeah, but uh, you know what a time to be li- like the amount of like comedy in the meme scene. Oh, is like. I die it's like it's every like day now. Almost, yeah. yeah, you almost got to like, you know, maybe it's not net positive, but it's really funny. Like, oh, yeah. for, <laughs> like for like society or like the species. Yeah. Like, what is your thought on like, um, 
social media and where that's going to go and stuff like like TikTok yeah. that's you know in a bit of hot water right now. Yeah, I think for me, like I've tried to distance myself from social media ever since like I started hearing about the way that Facebook manages data and stuff like that. Like yeah. I'm, I've always been very much about like personal privacy is important. Privacy, yeah. yeah, and like I don't need to post every 20 minutes on Twitter about what sandwich I'm having. It's not the kind of person I am. I get it if some people like the validation that comes from that. I think because of social media, like a lot of at least our generation and definitely the generation following ours is so heavily reliant on instant gratification. Yep. And in addition to that, like the expectation that um, things need to be answered immediately or people need to know every little thing that's happening. Um, and they don't it's like <laughs> the, the, the things that we're going to run into in our later lives. And like, it's happening in current communities that I work in and, uh, and deal with. It's like shit that happened when you were a dumb kid comes back to haunt you. And like in our parents' generation, you, you fucked up as a kid that is erased and lost to time. You, you grow and you move past it. But like yep. the yep. shitty video you posted on YouTube thinking you were a karate master in grade 12 or like six or whatever will come back and, somebody will make a meme out of it because yeah. everything is memeable nowadays. Like I see, yeah. I see videos coming out of the Ukraine war that have been fucking memeified oh, um, yeah. and it's horrifying to me. Yeah. Like it's like people aren't taking everything seriously anymore because everything is, is a spectacle for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. and like people are getting so desensitized as well. Yeah. Like the sexuality thing is a huge thing. Like I'm very much pro like, be sexual, be open about whatever you want to do, but like do it ethically there and consensually. Are bad things happen. I don't need sure. to see the 19 year old on TikTok dancing like, oh yeah, like a stripper. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> but also, yeah. there's like stuff like the Balenciaga uh, uh, controversy. Did you guys hear about this? No, they, I try to stay I, out I think of it was Balenciaga. They dressed up all these like teddy bears. And these kids were like modeling these teddy bears, like holding the teddy bears, and they're dressed up in like, like bondage, like the the teddy bears were, mm -hmm. and it was super fucked up. It was like, and then they had you know, kids they got, shooting with this. No, it was like, well, they kids like holding the bears, and I'm pretty sure, um, it was okay. super fucked. I'm out on this. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Anything about this one? Yeah. So. Well, they, there was a ton of backlash, and they had to immediately pull it and send out an apology. But it's just shit like that. People are getting desensitized mm -hmm. because of you know movies, social media, stuff like that, and you're seeing all this well, you, the world happening in front of you, and yeah. it's like, well, I think a big thing kind of comes on what you were saying about privacy is like mm -hmm. that. It's like funny, like I think in the like in the West, right? That has been a tenant of theoretically like if you think about schools like that's a, a thing that should be protected right mm -hmm. that's a thing and then the reason that all these companies are huge or like a lot of the social media are huge is because it's like they're yeah they sell that it's yeah. like they sell like info well, no, they on make people. you pay for it and yeah. then they sell it yeah <laughs> like, exactly they get money on both ends of it yeah so it's like that has been totally what you know about balenciaga ad that's that's oh it's like a kind of like um like it was a fashion mm -hmm. yeah kind of like well, okay. a bdsm <laughs> kind of thing yeah we got kind of but sorry, it's like sorry. kind of like but that's the big thing for me is like the like this it's like oh yeah in the west we value your privacy except then we've built these built industry on the erosion of that yeah and then it's like nobody has privacy and then no one thinks about it mm -hmm. and that's 
like because you're just yeah to know fire memes yeah exactly the fire memes right so it's like that sucks but Mm it and it's and then you also have don't really have these institutions that are equipped to protect you really i don't know if they uh, and this is one of the things where it's like were they ever equipped to protect you like let me put it in perspective all right our government uses software from the 90s still to deal with cybersecurity. that's wild man like we're out of date like i yeah yeah governments can't keep up with the way technology it honestly there needs to be people capable of you know you know having having the insight well it, it all just gets down to we need younger people in office people that are you know currently informed mm-hmm. on the current you know technological and you know societal landscape and what people are doing and they know need to know how to manage that yeah and in addition to that we'll have to suffer the ecological fallout of everything that's going to happen because like yeah. people in office now it's like i'll be dead by then i don't have to worry about it how can i make my life comfy right now and like oh fuck think about the like ohio chemical spill out in palestine wait Palestine. Yeah, you know you got it right. It's just like that whole debacle yeah. was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I I like to. I I if if there's any Americans out there listening to that, <laughs> get out there, young people, get involved, make your Do, voice heard. Yeah, because it's like yeah. like I you know it's it's easy to poke sticks like from like being oh I wish the Americans did it's yeah. the Americans got to handle nope. their own shit. I think we got to focus on here, like I don't know, like I there's there's a lot of problems down south. I, I try not to get political. Yeah, for the most part of things. yeah, fair enough. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, you'll have to have a political segment. <laughs> oh, we we will. Oh yeah, we'll have many. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. bringing on uh, Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trudeau, Pierre Kolviev. Um, get some get some local MPs up. I I bet well, that's. A bit more accessible. Oh yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey man, you should talk in our podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, tough yeah. to talk to high-ranking politicians. No, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I already curb Trudeau. I told him you're not allowed on already, so oh, okay. he's not making it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, just kidding. But uh, no, it's, it's a good point. And like, um, you know, there's a lot of people in Calgary that are actually trying to help, mm-hmm. um, that are in office. Maybe not. Oh, I don't know. People that are in the you know political arena right now. Yeah, we got to bring on like a, a good analyst or someone, someone who yeah. knows the shit. What's happening? Yeah. Inform us. Inform the youth. Yeah. We've been yeah. uninformed for so long. We're Give still us. considered the youth. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, adolescent. Younger. Late twenties. Well, young young adult. Closer. I guess young adult. When, when's your birthday? Uh, not gonna say that on the podcast. Fair, but fair, enough, fair enough. enough. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, 96. you're the rat, baby. Yeah, that's where yeah. it's at. Little rats. Yeah. I'm gonna be turning 27 super soon, man. Mm-hmm. It's scaring the shit out of me. Why? Yeah, yeah. What changes? Honestly, recently I've just been taking like a step back and looking like, what have I? What do I want to do? And what have I done? And like, how am I gonna do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it, it. I don't know. The way I look at it is. Maybe I haven't been as present as I wanted to in terms of just life in general. Mm-hmm. And now that like 30 is coming fast, it's like, okay, now I got to like catch up because like 
Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's just a weird time right now. I think that's like a common experience across yeah. anybody getting near 30 is like, holy shit, I'm like the, yeah. at least the first third into my life. Where where did it go? Because like as you get older, it, time goes so much faster the busier you get. So you start to get yeah. to a point where it's like, God damn, do I have enough time to do everything I want to do? Or like is all the stuff that I have already done enough? I don't know my personal philosophy when it comes to like living life. Cause I've had near death experiences and shit like that. That made me think about life and be like, Oh, you know what? Tomorrow it can be gone. Yeah. Just like that. Well, and fuck, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I know you get it. Um, and honestly, if you live your life in a way where every single day you go to bed saying I'd be okay dying tonight, yeah. like that's, that's a, that's a good way. You know, you're, you're living yeah. it to the fullest. Yeah. That's, that's a good, life. that's a good point. I was going to um the only thing I was going to add was um I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry man. The curse yeah, of I, ADD I, strikes I, again. I had I had some some really prolific so I just loaded and ready to go. <laughs> it's um and then it's check it's back gone. in 2 minutes. Yeah, but exactly. But it's, it's it's cool and like it's super cool that you're here today cuz like I haven't yeah. seen you in literally almost 10 years. And to yeah. see where, you know, people people have gone and what they've been doing and to see how well you're doing. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's, it's encouraging here. and it's fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all going to kill it. And I, like, I almost want to do, like, a CA reunion because I know the school will not host it for our grade. No, they will not. They will not. But, like, I almost want to do one myself just to, like, get everybody back together. And That'd be fun as it's, fuck. It's fascinating to see how, how people have changed or, like, what they got into as they as they grew yeah. out of, like, the immaturity yeah. that high school was. Yeah. Right? I still yeah. know. Well, I still think a lot of people. I shouldn't say a lot, but I know people that um, from our grade that are just, yeah. Yeah. Still, still doing their high still school struggling. ways. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hey, everyone's got their own. Everyone's their own on their journey. own. Th- that, oh, that was the profound thing I was going to say. Mm. I was going to say, I think it's very common to think that you're um, like, oh, like I'm not doing enough or I'm so behind or something yeah. like that. But everyone's on their own path and everyone's, you know, the, the it's kind of like golf, right? It's like compare yourself to you, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's like you. I feel like that exists outside of golf. Yeah. I th- yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's how. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, maybe it's not like golf. Yeah. Um, it's like hey, golf. It's and your lived and experience. And it's like things. golf for you. Yeah. 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 It's like the person you should be judging yourself against is you from yesterday. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Am I doing better today than yesterday? No. Hey, that's also okay. It's 100%. like, I can do better tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Just be yeah. aware of yourself in that. And like, as someone who's trying to go through a whole fitness transformation right now, it's like, I told myself, I'm not going to look at the scale this entire fucking month. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on doing the routine, getting through the exercises and eating healthy. And hopefully that makes a difference. That's honestly oh, yeah. really huge. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think the, the like being happy with yourself is so fucking important right mm-hmm. now. And like, like you said, like with, yeah. with the younger generation, the immediate gratification and, you know, but it's okay to be patient, you know, mm-hmm. and take your time with who you are and how you're going to work on being the best version of yourself, yeah, 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 I think that's super cool. Be kind to yourself, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's easy not to be. Yeah. yeah, work work on your own timeline. Don't don't feel obligated to do anything for anybody else at the end of the day. Well, yeah, and like, I feel like so many people are are so rushed, and life is moving so fast for them that they don't get to you know, you know, stop, take a second, and you know, let it soak it all in for mm-hmm. a bit. So, yeah, that's but just I, feel, I think, but that's part of what we're doing, you know. 
Yeah. Trying to help people. We're soaking in it. Figuring how, it how to soak it all in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Taking a taking a pause to have a conversation. Yeah. They're important. I think I think I think I've been valuing stuff like like well, I like I like doing the podcast because but I like I just I like catching up with people. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um yeah, and just staying in touch. It's like it's a important. nice it's like a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, because life is crazy and wild. Yeah. It's like the older you get, the more wild and crazy you, you realize it, doesn't, it is. It doesn't <laughs> slow down ever. It only gets faster. And, yeah, like, if yeah. you don't take the time, it's gone already. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I feel like even in, in 10 years of almost not seeing you guys or, like, meeting you one once or twice, yeah. like, I know that we're, like, we're effectively grown men at this point, but, like, I still see the same people across yeah, you're the still the me. little kid yeah, yeah you are still sure. the guys that i grew up with yeah. yeah and it's it's fascinating that and like even people that i was never really close to um that i've either run into in public it's just like that shared experience was enough to be like okay yeah. you were a, a formative person in my life and yeah. like i respect that and i would love to get back there yeah like i've had my on and offs with people from ca but like all in all pretty good yeah, good in, in the grand scheme of things, and like, yeah. and it's like you said, it's like it's fun to see where people where are people at. are at, yeah. and it's just like, oh, okay, that's yeah, it's fun. I think it's fun. I think I it's really maybe cool. maybe like other people are like, fuck great. you, I don't I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah some yeah, people some people think they're above it, but like yeah. you know, some like a girl in our grade just got engaged. Like that's so cool. It was yeah. Bree, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of lots of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like different seat. Yeah. It's crazy. We're getting to that point and where everybody's getting engaged yeah. and married. I was going to say, I think, we're, I think we're also still in like this weird, weird age where people, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like some people are like, yep, I'm going to have a kid and I'm going to have this. And like, it's like, oh, geez, like, look at that guy. He's like almost retired. And then, uh, <laughs> and people are like, yeah, I'm still getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Like I had to get up my, uh, my first wedding gift this past summer. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like. I had no idea, and I was, and I hadn't been to a wedding in so long. But it, and it was someone like we went to school, mm-hmm. school with. It was just like, but that was also so cool because you get to see where they're at, and like how far they, and they, they found their person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's nice to see the the evolution of somebody, like what they turned into, and yeah. like how yeah, everything yeah, yeah. got to that. Yeah, the evolution. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. they're blast toys. It's like, oh, I remember you as a Squirtle, but now you're a blast toy. <laughs> oh, fucking yikes! Oh yeah. Uh, okay, well, John, I think um, I think we're kind of coming up to yeah to that yeah. point here. So, thank you for coming on. Of course, it was yeah, good chatting so with much. you. This was yeah. super cool, and we'll uh, we'll have to reconnect. Yeah, we're point. gonna have yeah, to I'm, do the, I'm the looking, VR trilogy. Yeah, I'm looking this. forward to talking to you in VR. Boom! Boom. <laughs> yep. All right, love it. Dap-a-doo, dap-a-doo, two white guys in a wheelchair.